Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. before, if you want to find a lot of demons, go to church. There you can be sure you'll find a bunch. They're roosting all over God's people. They're binding them down. They're choking them off. And somebody has to care because people are bound. And if it isn't the chosen of God, I don't know who's going to care. If it isn't those whom God has called out. If they don't care enough to lay their lives on the line, I don't know who's going to do it. As a sad scripture says, I looked for a man and I found none. God looked for a man. He couldn't find anybody. Everybody was doing their own thing. God is calling a people to war. All out war. A war in which no quarter is given or no quarter is asked. The order of the day remains, attack, attack, attack. That's God's marching order. Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, we put you on notice. We bind you, you wicked power. We come against you from the third heaven. I'm seated in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus, high above you, high above principalities, powers, thrones, dominions. High above world rulers, kings, princes, and every angelic rank. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke and bind you, and especially we bind you concerning the lives, the minds, and the bodies of these people who stand here. We rebuke you and every foul spirit that may still have a resting place somewhere in their uh, innermost being. We bind them. For these people have heard the call of God to dedicate and consecrate themselves to God, and you must flee and your host must be defeated utterly. We come against you in the name of Jesus Christ and we bind every foul and wicked spirit 
that would bind body, mind, soul, any area of their life to keep it from being effective for the Lord. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' name, we come to you and we loose from these people the spirits of power, love, sound mind. We loose the spirits of wisdom, revelation. We will loose the spirits of courage. We loose the spirits of power over the enemy. And we loose all the spirits of God to do their office work in and through these people as they go forth. Moreover, we loose the spirit of Elijah to break the power of Jezebel on our land. And in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask you, Lord, uh, to loose the spirit of humility, the spirit of servanthood on everyone here. Let everyone be desirous of taking the place of a servant. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for it. Amen. That was uh, Pastor Wynn Worley. There is still an awesome anointing on that prayer. Uh, thank you for tuning in tonight. You're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. My name is Shannon Davis. This is a live show. Today is Friday, September 17th, and I have a special treat for you tonight. We're going to have John Franklin on. We're going to be talking about is spiritual warfare still necessary? And we're going to answer that question tonight. Uh, John is calling in from Canada. He's a member of the East Ontario Church of Salvation, Healing, and Deliverance, and Hegewish. Uh, John is no <laughs> hes no um, newbie. I was looking for the adjective to deliverance. Uh, he's been around for decades in the deliverance ministry, uh, was alive and at the church when Wynn Worley was pastoring over in Hegewish. A uh, good friend of Wynn Worley, and uh, very knowledgeable. In fact, I had a chance to meet John and his lovely wife at Hegewish Conference 92. And I sat there and uh, I said, my goodness, I've got to get John on the radio. There's so much we can learn from him. And, you know, that whole conference weekend, I'm trying to scribble stuff on napkins with pens. And uh, any piece of paper I could find, and I said, my goodness, I've just got to get him on the air. Because there's so much knowledge here that uh, we're going to... We're going to learn from some of these great pioneers in deliverance, like John. So uh, without further ado, I uh, hope you have your coffee ready. Call a friend if you have not yet. Uh, John will be speaking, and then we're going to be doing a Q&A and a mass deliverance spiritual warfare prayer in the second hour. So praise God. Um, let me get to the phone. Bring on John. Stand by. John, you're on the air with the Mega Man Radio. How are you tonight? Pretty good there. Shannon, Lord's blessings on you and your whole group of people listening tonight. Praise God, my friend. Thank you for uh, tuning in tonight. And uh, I want to turn the mic over to you. Let's talk about uh, spiritual warfare. Is it still necessary? And before we do that, though, uh, would you be willing to open up in prayer for us tonight, John? Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, guided by the indwelling Holy Spirit. Lord, we do bless and praise and glorify you. We thank you for giving us this opportunity of gathering together tonight. We thank you that with all the diversions in the world, you have allowed us to come to spend some time together. We ask, Lord, for blessings on the persecuted believers around the world, those who don't have the same opportunities you've given us. We ask for a multiplied blessing upon them. Ask for blessings on the message, the, on the prayer time, and on the fellowship there as well, too. 
So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the strong and ruling through solar principality and all the evil ones working in and through us, the show, the whole follow-up to the show. I'm also binding the strong and etc. over those that are sending ungodly things against us. Because not everybody likes God's work. Well, I cut all their garbage off. I cut off all their channelings of demonic energy. I cut off all their hypnotic and mind controls. I cut off all the bewitchings of sorcery coming against God's people, and I send them back immediately to the original demonic sender. I cover us all with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, too, and I will plead to the righteous spirits, the Lord, the life, health, healing, restoration, well-being, sound, mind, good night's sleep, and I ask, Lord, you would restore our souls, our hearts, our minds, our wills, and our emotions. So in Jesus' mighty name and by his blood, amen. Amen. John, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you got into uh, the deliverance ministry. Okay, well, born again at age 16, grew up in the Presbyterian Church, but went through the uh, joining the church at age 16. It was kind of two questions, but didn't really seem right. And uh, one day in school cafeteria some weeks later, I was reading my little Gideon's Bible, and I felt impressed to go to the end of there was a sinner's prayer, and I, Holy Spirit was pressing me. Yes, you got to go through it. So, well, I had to mean business with the Lord again. Had to confess and call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Came into my life there, and well, it's been going on since then, Shannon. It's, there's been ups and been downs, but you know, want to grow more with the Lord. He led us into deliverance in. 84, but it was 86 before I was actually able to get down to Hagwish, where uh, the October workshop was able to uh, meet Pastor Wynn and uh, was able, till 93 in his home going there in December, was able to, to learn much and get much prayer and to minister to others. And uh, when we came back, back from October 86 workshop, the message wasn't received well where we were at, so we left and we've had to set up our own little home church and we've been going ever since. Having meetings, sometimes there's a lot, sometimes there's not. But we're here and uh, people come, we minister. If they email, we minister. If they phone, we email. we minister as, as the leading of the Lord would have us do it. By working in Ottawa, there up in Parliament Hill for some 28 years. I was also able to pray for the MPs up here there as well, too. And, uh, John, uh, pardon me for interrupting. We're having a little bit of a hard time hearing you. Can you um, boost your volume at all? Well, I'll just have to try and talk a little bit louder there, Shannon. So okay, that's a little better. Yes, sir. So we, uh, we're using a virtual switchboard, so what happens is I don't have any way to adjust mics, but um, mm-hmm. that uh, sounds better. Let me turn it back to you. Okay. So, anyways, I was working in Parliament Hill for some 28 years. I was able to pray for the, the politicians for their salvation and their protection. And, uh, well, then, oh, back in 2003, I lost my sight suddenly and uh, been off work since then. So, been trying to do what I can here, uh, serving the Lord with my, you know, various disabilities and uh, wherever the Lord opens the door. Praise God. Um, John, what was it like um, being around when Pastor Wynn Worley 
was alive and preaching uh, from Hagawish. Mm-hmm. What kind of man was he? Well, he was an honest man, he was open, and he was straightforward. You know, uh, you needed help, he'd help you. But if there was any sort of game playing, uh, you know, he had to kind of run a, a tight ship that way, but as fathers with their children, you know, you've got to, you know, you've got to keep them in line, so to speak, and, but he was a good prayer. I mean, he really prayed for the people, and they were blessed by it. He adopted most of them spiritually, and that gave him an added emphasis in the spiritual realm. And there was a lot of love. People just loved to go up and to hug him. And the love of the Lord would flow through him to all those of us who would hug him. So it would have been nice if it was longer than seven years, you know, I had knowing him, but I'm glad I had that seven years. And uh, still think fondly back upon those days we were able to get down there. Praise God. Uh Yes, I've um, I've heard the stories, and uh, Pastor Charles Holtzhauser, who's still alive, he says, uh, Brother Wynn Worley was uh, the general, as we called him, and uh, Derek Prince, I believe, referred to him as the bulldog. In other words, um, everybody that knew him said uh, this was one of the most hardcore deliverance ministers that had ever come along, and uh, he took no prisoners. In fact, he loved to interrogate the demons, and um, I'm just amazed at the uh, the uh, the books that were written, the Host of Hell series, uh, the 50 booklets, um, and these have went the world over and set many captives free uh, in Jesus' name. And so praise God for Brother Worley. And I know that he uh, was a good shepherd to his flock, and if someone would come and try to attack the sheep, he would, he would defend them, would he not? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. And at uh, the same time, go ahead. There was a couple of times I remember, and uh, he'd give everybody the chance, but if some would turn against the flock, he would, uh, you know, he would, uh, well, have to expel them if they were from inside, and if they were from outside, he'd gather the church together in prayer and uh, break off their curses and uh, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, that's what a leader has to do. A leader has to take care of his people. And, you know, they, uh, they meant business. And so, but the point was, is, you know, demons, um, you know, and Satan, they go out to kill, steal, and destroy. Uh-huh. And so it's not a, it's not a laughing matter, folks. Uh, demons are real. Um, most of the people walking around on the globe right now are demonized. And uh, the good news is, is through Jesus Christ, we can be delivered and set free. But uh, we've got to want deliverance. We've got to be willing to take the steps necessary to be delivered and keep these doorways shut and repent of sin. and um, That's the problem we've got, John. The uh, the mainstream church you know, either doesn't believe that uh, demons are a threat or they certainly can't be in Christians, they say. And uh, they're basically sitting ducks um, and have no idea where the attacks are coming from when, when they find themselves under attack, uh, their families spinning out of control. Um, why do you think that is? Oh, you know, if you take a look at a lot of the churches today, most of them, I think, don't really believe a lot of the Bible. Uh, are a lot of them even saved? I don't know. A lot of, I think, are 
like Apollos. You know, they believe in a historical Jesus, but the real Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, I don't think many really believe in him, unfortunately. Um, there's a lot of unbelief. There's a lot of hardness of heart. It's, you know, in Mark 16, our Lord upbraided his own disciples for that. And, you know, when you see, especially in the gospel accounts of all the things that were going on, how Christians could say, well, we don't have any demons. Well, take a look at it, you know. All the problems that are going on, you know, there's no difference between the world's social statistics and the church's social statistics. So where's the new life in Christ being shown to the world? And if it's not, the world is going to say, well, why should I get saved if you're no better than me? You know, uh, our Lord said we're supposed to be pure as he is pure. We're supposed to be holy as he is holy. And our Lord Jesus set the example for us. It's, uh, I think there's just too much compromising going on in this world today. And the challenge is, so, you know, for believers, Joshua 24:15 is right there. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But the pastors have to be preaching that from the pulpits. They have to believe it themselves. And the people have to believe in the Word of God there as well. Because it's very precious, you know. The Lord said, "Heaven and earth shall pass, but my word shall endure forever." And I don't think Christians know the Bible the way they're supposed to. You know, a while ago, Christians were called to be people of the book of the Word. When was you know the last time you heard that somebody use that of a Christian? Probably an awful long time ago. It has been. It has been a long time ago. I think most people believe that uh, they can just coast through life, and uh, they don't have to confront uh, evil. They don't have to raise up a standard or pick up the sword of the Spirit and go into battle. And, uh, you know, Jesus told everyone, you know, pick up your cross and follow me. You know, put your shoulder to the the till and uh, start, you know, working. Um, and... I think people are trying to do as little as they can and hope that that will be enough. But, you know, folks, we've got to wake up because what's coming, uh, you know, the, is the host of hell to destroy everything that uh, you've worked for to take your very life. And you've got to put on the form of God. You've got to understand principles of spiritual warfare. And you've got to start engaging in it. Otherwise, you're just going to be taking, you know, uh, trying to hold your shield up and, and defend yourself. It's time to put the devil on the run. Um, so, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Mega Man Radio Network. This is a live show. We've got John Franklin on live from Canada. So, we're going to be talking tonight about, John, uh, is spiritual warfare still necessary? So, let me turn the mic over to you, brother. Okay. Thank you, Shannon. And uh, may the grace, mercy, and peace of God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ be with us. So, tonight we're going to talk about, is spiritual warfare still necessary, based on Acts Is spiritual warfare still necessary? Yes. Does God's word show that adversity against his people is constantly ongoing? Yes. The following is just one example we'll find in Acts 13, 4-12. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, 
and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John to their minister. And when they had gone through the Isle of Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man, who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, or so is his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also was called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, Oh, full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to pervert the right ways of the Lord? And now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Another victory for our Lord Jesus Christ. But this is nothing new. God warned us in the Old Testament what was going on. Ezekiel 13, 17-23. I'll read it from the New King James. Likewise, the Son of Man, set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own heart. Prophesy against them and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Woe to the women who sew magic charms on their sleeves and make veils for the heads of people of every height to hunt souls. Will you hunt the souls of my people and keep yourselves alive? And will you profane me among my people for handfuls of barley and for pieces of bread, killing people who should not die and keeping people alive who should not live? by your lying to my people who listen to lies. Therefore thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against your magic charms by which you hunt souls there like birds. I will tear them from your arms and let the souls go, the souls you hunt like birds. I will also tear off your veils and deliver my people out of your hand, and they shall no longer be as prey in your hand. Then you shall know that I am the Lord, because with lies you have made the heart of the righteous sad, when I have not made sad. And you have strengthened the hands of the wicked, so that he does not turn from his wicked way to save his life. Therefore you shall no longer envisage futility 
nor practice divination, for I will deliver my people out of your hand, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Lying, hunting for souls, extreme depression, and premature death are some of their tactics. Notice that God will not tolerate it, and he will deliver his people. The struggle for the soul is especially important. A while ago on an Art Bell radio show, a caller was recounting how he was lifted out of bed and spun around in the air. Being terrified, he called on the Lord to help him. When he was returned to his bed, it was only a dream until he realized that his feet were on the pillow now don't get overcome by fear because 2 Timothy 1.7 for God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind also 1 Peter 5.8.9 be sober be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. As for the devil's scare tactics and such things like the new Exorcist movie, just ignore them. If he was as powerful as he claims to be, all of humanity would have been wiped out a long time ago. And our Lord God is not powerless to intervene. But Second Peter 3, 9 and 10, the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. In that exorcist movie, apparently the demon has the upper hand. This can happen if the exorcist is not a born-again believer using our Lord Jesus Christ's command. Because in Luke 10, 19 and 20, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. There is a similar example in Acts 19, 13-20. Then certain of the vagabond Jews, exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, uh, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And there were seven sons of one Siva, a Jew, and chief of the priests, which and the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? 
And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them, so they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus. And fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. A while ago I came across a modern example. World Weekly News, April 10, 1990. Attempt to force Satan out of girls' body backfires when priests burst into flames during exorcism. Holy man's horrible death rocks Vatican. A Catholic priest exploded in flames when a demon-possessed schoolgirl attacked him with balls of white, hot energy that shot from the palms of her hands. The death of Father Louis Pons, some church officials who called a holy man one of the premier exorcists of the century or any other. We knew Father Pons was in for a fight, but never expected anything like this, said a Vatican spokesman uh, who requested anonymity. The world knows what is going on, even when many Christians pretend that nothing is happening. Tales of witchcraft abound in Zimbabwe, uh, September 16, 2010. When she came to barter with rural folk, the trouble started. One of our neighbors requested sugar on credit, and she refused. Before the end of the day, she was bleeding from the nose, mouth, and ears. In Zimbabwe, witchcraft is still common in rural areas. Hardly a week passes without a local report or newspaper story on the practice. For example, police cornered a man at a bus terminal after they discovered a live cobra snake in his luggage. He told officials the reptile was one of his witching tools. About two weeks later, some women were discovered wandering naked in the early hours of the morning near Highfield. After being confronted by locals, they claimed they'd flown from a rural location during one of the several night time escapades. But they said something went wrong and the spell wore off before they could return to their original location. Uh, some years ago, the government proclaimed that uh, supernatural powers do exist, but it says it still prohibits the use of magic if it harms someone. Uh... There's another guy, David uh, Nuamba, 77, from Mozambique Village, uh, believes he was bewitched by his aunt when he was employed as a driver in the city some years ago. He says a turning point came in his life when he quit his job in order to return to village life. Uh, He says, I was the darling 
of the company management, and I did not realize I could have some hidden enemies. And pretended to like me and gave me money to spend. My instinct told me to refuse it, but I went against my better judgment and spent it. I was demoted and harassed constantly by my superiors, which never used to happen. I got the answer after visiting a traditional healer. Uh, they're also known as witch doctors. Uh, that's in Africa. What about over here? How about in the UK a while ago with those twins from the US? The adoptive mother there is a self-professing witch who will do anything to be able to keep her children. Uh, the twisted internet baby buyer, Judith Kilshaw has pledged to cast a black magic spell to have her twin girls returned from social services and will use the hardest forms of black magic to get her twins back and to get her own back on those people who have ruined their lives, she seized. She would never hunt animals, but would hurt other human beings. This could go as far as ruining their lives, political career, and business. She doesn't care. She has only used mild forms of black magic until now. Actually, um, just in the last week, apparently, uh, about Romania there, there was lawmakers are going to do something to uh, put a tax on uh, those of the occult, but they got upset and threatened to turn the politicians into... Uh, Toads and snakes. Apparently the politicians back down. Well, what about the Harry Potter craze? How many uh, unsuspecting children are being drawn into witchcraft by it? In Toronto a while ago, the author had a public reading of her work for many thousands of children who were helped to attend by their own school. The February 2001 Reader's Digest cover had a picture of her with the title... The woman who bewitched the world. Obviously, the world knows what is going on. The Calvary contender. Still think Harry Potter is harmless. Some evangelists have come in with Harry Potter who fights evil with spells and flying brooms. It's harmless fantasy. But in Britain, the pagan society claims it gets over 100 calls a month from children wanting to become witches. Well, in Deuteronomy 18, 9-14, in the New King James, when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft, or a soothsayer, or one who interprets omens, or a sorcerer, or one who conjures spells, or a medium, or a spiritist, or one who calls up the dead. For all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you will dispossess, 
listen to soothsayers and diviners, but as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. The Harry Potter series is but the next step to desensitize and manipulate children to accept the occult as harmless ecstasy. So there's a lot of spiritual activity going on. Some of it might even be good. Hopefully you have believers praying for you, your family, businesses, and church, etc. And we are commanded to pray for our leaders, 1 Timothy 2, 1-6. I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come under the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. How can we have a peaceful life if we don't pray for them? And how should we pray? This website has resources on spiritual warfare posted, and the best I found is by Pastor Wynne Worley. Uh, don't bother looking up spiritual warfare in Wikipedia, because their entry is so superficial that no one could get any help from it. A while ago, a UK paper admitted that deliverance was a valid treatment for schizophrenia. The Guardian, February 15, 2001, had an article entitled Exorcist in Demand to Purge Mexico's Demons. Pastor Alvarez, one of Mexico's foremost exorcists, says demonic presence is on the increase and his services are in ever more demand. Judging but what's going on down there with the drug trade, they certainly do need a lot more spiritual warfare down there. So spiritual warfare is still needed. Then, who's our enemy? Zechariah 3, 2. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuke thee, O Satan. Even the Lord that hath chosen Jerusalem rebuke thee. Is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Jude 1, 9. Yet Michael the archangel... Arch when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. Matthew 16, 22 and 23. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Yes, Satan and his demons are our adversaries, not people. In Ephesians 6, 12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
even when it seems that we are being overwhelmed, all is not lost. Second Kings six thirteen to eighteen, and he said, "Go and spy where he is that I may ascend and uh, fetch him." And it was told him, saying, "Behold, he is in Dothan." Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. Acts 13, 6-12 And when they had gone through the isle unto Paphos, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus, which was with the deputy of the country, Sergius Paulus, a prudent man who called for Barnabas and Saul and desired to hear the word of God. But Elymas, the sorcerer, for so was his name by interpretation, withstood them, seeking to turn away the deputy from the faith. Then Saul, who also is called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost, set his eyes on him and said, Oh, full of all subtlety and all mischief, thou child of the devil, thou enemy of all righteousness, wilt thou not cease to perverse the way, the right ways of the Lord? And now, behold, the hand of the Lord is upon thee, and thou shalt be blind, not seeing the sun for a season. And immediately there fell on him a mist and a darkness, and he went about seeking some to lead him by the hand. Then the deputy, when he saw what was done, believed, being astonished at the doctrine of the Lord. Praise the Lord! Another victory for our Lord Jesus Christ. It is important that our spiritual warfare prayers are directed at the correct target. That's the demons and not the people. I have seen too many casualties due to friendly fire. I call this Christian fragging. And when curses are sent back, they should go back to the original sending demons and not the people. Wynne Worley wrote about the dangers of misguided spiritual warfare. One article is Psychic Prayer Equals Witchcraft. Now we know who is our enemy, and we know who is to be targeted. But what about the weaponry? Well, Second Corinthians 10, 2-6. But I beseech. I may not be bold when I am present with that 
confidence wherewith I think to be bold again. Some would think of us as if we walked according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. The enemy will hit back and hard. Have you counted the cost and are willing to endure to the end? How's your protection? Revelation 12:11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. The shed blood of Jesus Christ is very important for us, for without it there is no forgiveness of sins. 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Again, Revelation 12, 11, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. That's so important that it's worth repeating twice. What else? is in our battle gear. Well, there's Ephesians 6, 10 to 18. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all things take time and study what these are about. Especially, learn the Word of God. Our Lord Jesus used it to combat the devil in the wilderness, the Matthew 4, 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Is the Word of God very effective? Hebrews 4, 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, 
and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. What strategy would be used? Well, there's Matthew 16:19, And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Mark 3:27. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Luke 10, 17-21. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. Said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent, and hast revealed them unto thee. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. And we have a secret weapon. It is so secret that most Christians don't have it. In Matthew twelve twenty-eight. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is come unto you. Uh, Luke twenty-four forty-nine. And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem, until ye be endued with power from on high. Acts 2, 1-4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When you study the lives of the important people in the Bible, you will see that their great works were done when they allowed the Holy Spirit to work through them. Zechariah 4, 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. With that kind of power, authority, armor, weapons, with the word of God, with the blood of Jesus Christ, with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and Captain, and with the Holy Spirit as our comforter and powerhouse, how can we lose? So how does the devil get so many Christians to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory? He uses the same trick that he gave to Balaam, and he had God's people trip themselves up. 
In Numbers 31.16, Behold, these caused the children of Israel through the counsel of Balaam to commit trespass against the Lord in the matter of Peor. And there was a plague among the congregation of the Lord. Revelation 2.14 But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel, to eat things sacrificed unto idols, and to commit fornication. Many years later, those two areas were still causing problems. Acts 15:20. But that we write unto them that they abstain from pollutions of idols and from fornication and from things strangled and from blood. If you are able to get hold of the original war on the saints, you will see how the devil squashed the Welsh revival by using passivity. Our Lord Jesus even told the disciples what was affecting them. Mark sixteen fourteen. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Hardness of heart causes a lot of trouble in our relations with others, especially our family. And unbelief causes trouble in our relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How far does it go? How many don't accept the Lord's commandments which followed? Mark 16, 15-18 and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall not, or he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. If preaching salvation is still in order, then all the rest is too. Failure to fully comply is a sign of unbelief, etc. Now the disciples took their correction, and it showed. Because in Mark 16:19 and 20, So then after the Lord had spoken unto them, he was up into heaven and sat on the right hand of God and they went forth and preached everywhere the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following Amen Amazing Obeying God gets results I don't know any church today that has the same results unless they are doing all the same work but how do you get rid of those problems? Only a cruel taskmaster would make his people walk them out in faith without helping them. In order to get full freedom from the oppression, the legal ground has to be removed. People need to be born again. 
Romans 10, 9. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Personal sins need to be confessed. 1 John 1, 9 and 10. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we, if we saw that we have, uh, if we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Sins of the fathers do have an adverse effect for many generations unless confessed. See it in Daniel 9.16. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from thy city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquities of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. The occult is another major area. Kirk E. Koch's Occult ABC has many accounts of believers in trouble because of occult activity. Unforgiveness is a major block with God. Matthew six fourteen and 15. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. A sincere attitude towards God is required. Christ Jesus didn't shed his blood on Calvary's cross for people to play religious games. Romans 6, 1-4 What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid! How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer than in? Know ye not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Newness of life is not evident in many churches today. Doing daily warfare prayers continues to take away the legal ground the demons have for staying. A hundred years ago, Warren the Saints stressed the importance of removing the demons' legal ground. Just as you attract mosquitoes and black flies went out in the country. The devil sends attacks like curses, etc. The closer we walk with our Lord Jesus, the quicker we will be able to get free from them or else get sustaining grace to bear them. The more we know of God's word, the more of his promises we can use. Well, there's Numbers 22, 12. And God said unto Balaam, Thou shalt not go with them, thou shalt not curse the people, for they are blessed. As born-again believers, we are blessed of God. 
The devil's attacks can be stopped. There's Isaiah 37, 33 to 35. Therefore thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into the city, uh, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a, uh, a bank against it. By the way that he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come into this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend the city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. As we remember, the angel of the Lord that night went and cleaned out the whole Assyrian army. When Paul had problems, he sought the Lord's help. 2 Corinthians 12, 7-10 And lest I should be exalted above measure uh, through the abundance of the revelations that was given to me. A thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, Peter had some rough times. Remember in Luke 22, 31, and 32, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. The devil knows how to afflict people so they will run away from our Lord Jesus and Jesus Christ is still interceding for his people in bringing back his lost sheep and that's where the body ministry comes in as believers minister to each other John 13, 34 and 35 a new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. And so if we want fullness in Christ Jesus, engaging in godly spiritual warfare is a necessity. By using our spiritual authority, we can bind the demons that are causing trouble for us our families, our homes, jobs, churches, nations, etc. We can loose the spirits of the Lord into us. By doing it God's way, we go from being spiritually passive to being active. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And may the grace, mercy, and peace of our of God our Father, and Christ Jesus be with you. Amen. Praise God. And if you're tuning in just now, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network.
This is a live show. Today is Friday, September 17th, and we have on special guest tonight, John Franklin, calling in from Canada. Now, John, are you in Ontario? Yep, we're in Eastern Ontario. Eastern Ontario, fantastic. And uh, for those of you just coming on now, uh, John has been in the deliverance ministry for many years and had the privilege of um, working with Brother Wynn Worley, Pastor Wynn of Hegewish from about 86 to 93. And uh, Hegewish is still going strong, folks. Uh, Pastor Michael Thier is pastoring there, and uh, he's the son-in-law of Pastor Wynn Worley, great man of God. And, uh, you know, I got a chance to meet him and John Franklin and his wife at the Hegewish Number 92 conference. And if you uh, can make these conferences, it's an awesome time in the Lord. Uh, they go over a course of a weekend, and uh, you, you can see... Uh, see some uh, deliverance firsthand. You can get deliverance. Uh, if you don't believe in demons, come out and uh, <laughs> they're going to go there and come out of people. Believe me, we saw them and uh, I'm sitting there trying to mind my own business, John, and someone says, come up here and take a leg. <laughs> there were six of us holding down one guy and praise God, he got delivered tonight, that night. So, um, plus they have a great uh, book room there. You can get a lot of great books, videos, audio, uh, and so forth. But, uh, John, do you know the dates on the next conference, incidentally? It's about a month from now. It's, I think, the second last weekend of October. Okay. And you, folks, you can go over to hbcdelivers.org and find that out or wrwpublications.com. Uh, actually, Shannon, there's uh, one in Buffalo this very weekend, eh? John Gogan's Agape. Oh, amen. That's right. Yeah. John Gogan, Agape Bible Fellowship, agapebible.org. Uh, he will have one up in... Uh, the Aurora, New York area, is that correct? Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, this weekend. And so if you're in that vicinity, go out there and uh, go to that conference. It's going to be awesome. Well, John, um, I had uh, asked you when we were making plans for tonight's show that I want you to come on and teach, and then I would like you to do a um, a warfare prayer and a mass deliverance. Are you up to that? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yep. Okay. Well, for our um, for our prayer time here, we'll be hitting on a lot of demons there. But when I'm casting out, this is only going to be for believers. So if there are any unbelievers listening, you got to get your life right with the Lord Jesus Christ. Deliverance is the children's bread, and the reason we do that, and not for unbelievers, is for your own sake. Because... You get the demons cast out. You don't have the Holy Spirit there to fill in the void. And the Bible talks about when the demons cast out. He goes in the wilderness and he comes back to his house. And if he finds it clean and swept with nothing there, he goes and gets seven worse demons and comes back. And the state of the man is worse than before. Those are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's why we only cast out demons from believers. But I will bind up the demons of the people. We'll pray for the restoration of the soul so that uh, with the demonic oppression backed off, hopefully you will be able to turn your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. A number of years ago, I had a meeting in a previous home, and there were some Native people. Uh, we call them Natives in Canada. You call them Indians down there in the States. There was a boy there who 
his, with his family. He didn't speak English at all. And when he saw the demons manifesting, he told his mother, he better get safe and get on the right side because the natives are open to the spiritual realms. And when he saw the demons being pounded away and not in control as he was used to, he wanted to make sure he get on the winning side. So if there's any out there who have not called upon Jesus Christ, know that Revelation 3.20, he is standing at the door of your heart. He is knocking. He wants you to open and to invite him in. And if the Holy Spirit is convicting you of sin, righteousness, and judgment, well, don't resist any longer. Just a little, a little simple prayer like, Lord Jesus Christ, if I've never really asked you into my heart, I'm asking you here and now to come in and to save me from all my sins. You know what will happen. Your sins are forgiven. Your name's written in the book of life. Your spirit's cleaned up. The Holy Spirit comes in and seals you under the day of redemption. That's right. When you leave this earth, you're going to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ forever and ever and ever. And that's the best thing that can happen to anybody. But while we're down here on this earth, God has things for us to do. Now, I would highly recommend doing warfare prayers on a daily basis because it does take away the legal ground. Most of success and deliverance is not in so much casting out the demons but in taking away the legal ground. Let's just use an example of lust. If someone has a lust problem and they still keep delving in it, if they only get rid of the demons of lust but make no effort to curb their ungodly affections and desires, one is kind of working against the other. You see, deliverance is not a magic cure-all for everything. There is a particular place for it, but repentance of sin, prayer, fellowship, studying the Bible, all that stuff is important too. You might say, well, we're under a lot of oppression and attack, what can we do? Well, what we can do is we can pray and we can do binding and loosening. And because there's a lot of people out there in the occult who, you know, like to cause trouble for God's people. First of all, don't be afraid. But then, you know, as a case of mosquitoes, we're just going to brush this stuff off and uh, send it back, not to people, but to demons, their originating demons. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the strong and ruling spirits or principality and all the evil ones working in through those who are sending ungodly things against God's people against Omega Man Radio Show, all those who are listening tonight or will be accessing it on the archive. In particularly, uh, break up all the stuff coming against those in the True Deliverance Ministry there as well, too, especially HBC, all the various groups around there as well. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I, I break all the, uh, well, the channeling of demonic energy, all the hypnotic and mind controls, all the bewitchments and all the other things that are going on, I cut them all off, all the curses, the hexes, spells, all that stuff, and I send them back immediately to the original demonic senders. Well, 
Yeah, and I ask, Lord, that you'd have your angels take their protection off, put their stuff back on there as well, too, because it's not ours, Lord. We don't want it. Well, name the Lord Jesus Christ. I break all evil, sympathetic, and ungodly soul ties on the people right now. I'm asking, Lord, that your angels would gather all the fragmented pieces of their soul, their heart, their minds, their wills, their emotions, restore their souls to wholesomeness. Yeah, and for those that are born again, we drive it at the evil that had taken its place. We ask, Lord, that you would, uh, so, not let the people be afraid. Give them power and love and a sound mind. Help them, Lord, to realize the fullness of being a born-again believer. As Luke 10 says, Lord, you've given us power over all the power of the enemy and that nothing he will cast at us will cause the problems they want to. In fact, I ask, Lord, you put the fear of the Lord on the demons there as well. But you did it for Joshua and company going into the promised land. Well, Lord, send it back there as well, too. And I ask, Lord, if there is any sin in the lives of people that you would bring it to their attention because it needs to be dealt with. In fact, Heavenly Father, right now we come. We come confessing our sins. And the commission, omission, presumption, who defile us, render us unclean, or anything displease you or provoke you to wrath. We renounce, repent, and we ask forgiveness for them, and all the curse punishment should be broken off on family sentence and the other same blood, Lord Jesus. Also, Lord, we do confess the sins and issues of our fathers all the way back and all sides of the family. So for the father still alive, ask forgiveness of sins and uh, all the cursed bond be broken off on family sin in the same blood of Lord Jesus. Anything the mothers that still active that might be causing problems that is not covered by the fathers because they're divorced, widowed, etc. Ask forgiveness of sins, Lord, and all cursed bond be broken off on family sin in the same blood of Lord Jesus. And Lord, if there's you know, those who sinned against us, we do forgive them and ask that you would bless and restore them in accordance with your will. Well, now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the strong and all the evil ones working through us, the whole uh, radio nation of the Omega Man radio. Yep, I take authority over all the ones bound third round by my authority of the beans and the commanded beam and this. All the evil critters are going. They're going to go harder. That's right. They're out of it for the rest of the game. They're not going to transfer to anybody else. They are going to Tartars. Now for the specifics, the occult, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I break all curses, hexes, spells, jinxes, psychic power, source, bewitched, enchantments, witchcraft, love potions, psychic prayers, designs, dedications. Ungodly praying and fasting, black magic, food, and sandwich, obia, but ceremony, sacrifice, massive backlash, uh, stuff, false seed, bread, and mixed multitude, transmitters, all stuff from scriptures, misuse, such as Psalm 109, chorus, touch not Lord's anointed, being handed over to Satan, lions, bears, wolves, leopard, tax, etc. Yeah, all the current stuff I cut off in the name of the blood of Lord Jesus Christ. All the religious witchcraft and the false blood are cut off in the name and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, anything from world religions coming against us, uh-uh, it cut off and send back anything from Satanism and all its offshoots, whether it be white and black witchcraft or anything else like that, I cut off and I send back the original demonic senders in Jesus' name. 
in case there's been any ungodly burials being done on us and ours, and ask the Lord for angels go dig them up, open them up, and just cancel all the effects. Also, ask Lord you cancel the effects of objects being used against us, whether they are ours or pertaining to us. And it's like voodoo dolls being used, Lord. Let your angels take the pins out and also to uh, destroy them and cancel the effects. I especially cut off the effects of the ungodly shed blood coming against us, whether it be SRA masses. Uh, the various sheddings of blood, uh, human animal sacrifice, especially from all the people being killed. I cut off of those effects, too, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where you would restore all the damage that the devil has caused us and with interest. So, now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you critters to get up in it right now. All ungodly doorkeepers, gatekeepers, shrine keepers, all blocking, hindering spirits, loose and let go. If any evil ones have been bound in to limit or hinder deliverance, I cut them off and I kick them out in Jesus' name. After Lord God, you take away all the demons' power, strength, my power, and Satan, you served authority continuously. What are we going to shed in the blood? Any other ungodly things? I just take it away. In the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I bind you cut off and cast out all the ascended masters, familiar spirits, spirit guides, evil spirit protectors, mediums, trances, all ungodly states of consciousness. Flippers, switches, triggers, implants, channels, chains, occult impression, power animals, universal engines, overwards, small personality, zombies, self-hypnosis, avatars, power demons, giants, etc. Yep. You keep pulling them out, Lord, especially the New Age stuff. I have voyages to be squashed underfoot and driven out. Now, all the ones the Lord wants out, all the ones of rebellion. You hear me? Rebellion, loose and let go. Rebellion, disobedience, witchcraft, stubbornness, childish self-will, foolishness, loose and let go, rebellion against God, rebellion against godly authority, rebellion against parents, all that stuff. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke and to go. All the ones of rejection, fear of rejection, self-rejection, witchcraft, pride, all those ones of rejection. Nobody loves me up in it right now. Loose and let go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Get out of rejection right now. Now there's fears. All the ones of fears and torment. Fear of the dark. Fear of the future. Fear of failure. Fear of death and demons. Fear is not from God. God gives us power, love, and a sound mind. You demons of fear, get out right now. Especially fear of the future. Fear, am I going to lose my job? Am I going to lose my house? Am I going to lose my family? I'm going to lose all my finances. I'm going to lose my pension or am I going to lose my uh, RSPs or whatever they are in the state. That's right. Lose all that kind of stuff. Lose them. Let's go. All those fears, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke. All the ones of lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, fear of the world, section impurities. Loose and let go. All the ones of us coming through television, all the shows, all the movies, James Bond, all the whole bunch of them out you, all the lust spirits, all the lust from the internet and all the various video games there as well too, lust, all the lust from the music videos, all the lust from the music of the day, it all has lust in it. Out you go, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you, loose and let go. All the ones of family destruction. That's right. Family destruction. 
Ahab, Jezebel, Athaliah, out order, strife, fighting, envy, jealousy, bickering. Elusive, let go. All the troublemakers in the family, the divide and conquerors, loosen, let go. I thought you'd cut off all the external pressures from the world trying to pull Christian families apart. I thought you'd cut off all the garbage coming at them from school. You have all the demons that came into the children during the school, the ones of new age, all the new age garbage. Out you go, loose and let go. Of course, the ones of rebellion against parents, out you go. All the lust, all the occult, loose and let go. All the ones of ungodliness, all the ones that undermine their faith in Christ Jesus. Up and out right now, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. All the other ones in there, all the ones of misunderstanding, pettiness, cares of the world, imagined hurts, out you go, loose and let go. Yeah, all these that cause trouble and to break up the family. Out you go. Loose and let go. The out-of-order demons to try to get any member of the family out of order and put stress in the family and cause a lot of trouble. Of course, there's all the ones of separation, all the ones of divorce. Out you go. Loose and let go. The Lord Jesus said, What God has joined together, let not man tear apart. I cut off all the ungodly influences trying to pull families apart. I cut them off in Jesus' name. Now there's all the ones coming down the family line. That's right. All the demons that have come down the family line, whether they be familiar spirits or any other undesirable character traits like bad temper, wrath, anger, a whole bunch of them. All these things I cut off and I kick out. The Lord Jesus Christ tribute you. Now there's all the the whole host of compulsive addiction spirits. Yes, out you go. We know you're in there. I thought you cut off the dependencies of the people, their bodies on the chemical sources from the drugs that they can get set free. The whole alcoholic syndrome in all its enormity. All the demons of drugs, alcohol, tobacco, sugars, everything tied in with gluttony. Even uh, addictions to gambling, addictions to overwork, all these things. I thought you'd smite all those addiction demons. There's only one good addiction, and that's being addicted to the ministry of the saints in Acts 16. All the other addictions are ungodly. I bind rebuke, I cut you off, and I cast you out in Jesus' name. You critters, move it right now. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. I'm asking, Lord God, you'd help people to reorder their lives, that they will not be seeking solace in their addictions, but they will turn to you for help. Well, now there's all the religious spirits. Yeah, you religious spirits. Remember Matthew 23, where the Lord took on the hypocrites? Yeah, there are eight woes in there for you, religious demons. I ask, Lord God, you pour out those eight woes of death and destruction and all the devil's demons. In fact, I ask, Lord, that you dealt in Egypt, you destroyed the gods in Egypt, and you poured all your instruments of burning, death, and destruction, and all the foul and evil spirits you sent in 
all your angels with all their weapons to do battle in the heavenlies to destroy all these demons there as well to ask for that you would take down all the demons gates the brass bars on walls towers pillars forts and the walls like you did Jericho bust up all the ungodly confederacies just take away all the demons armor and weapons at their feet in the mire ask for that you would well that you would put a seal on the demons that they cannot deceive for a thousand years after Send all your big angels down from heaven, all the great chains, bind up those demons, each and every one individually, so tightly they can never get out themselves, but they can be cast out in true deliverance, and they're going to Tartarus. They cannot go anywhere else. I ask, Lord, you put constant pressure on the demons, that they get no rest or solace, but they back themselves away, and they leave the people. They are not going to continue to afflict God's people. Well, we're back on the religious spirits. You who religious spirits, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. I ask you, Lord Jesus, you cleaned out the temple twice. You do the same thing here for God's people tonight. You drive out all these critters that are messing us up because our bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. These demons are contaminating. They're defiling our bodies, Lord God, we ask. You put your penalties on them, your death penalties on the demons and drive them out. Well, there's all the ones of Antichrist. You who the ones of Antichrist that are working against the Lord Jesus Christ. Antichrist, get out right now. The spirit of error, the Lord Jesus Christ. Orion can go too. Pleiades, the whole bunch, get out, get out. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. All ones of unbelief and hardness of heart, loose and let go. And as you leave demons, you're going to go quietly. You're not going to cause any trouble. I forbid any false manifestations in Jesus' name. You're not going to hurt anybody there or beside. No, you're not. Any influence of counterfeit deliverance that could be having a sway, I cut that off too in Jesus' name. Now, you ones of unbelief and hardness of heart, get out right now. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Well, there's other ones. Selfishness, idolatry, pride, hypocrisies, false teaching, error. Deception, lying, deceiving, seducing spirits, a will to be deceived, evil heart of unbelief, faint in heart, mind, body, soul, spirit, out you go. The leavens, the leavens, out you go, loose and let go. All the counterfeits, counterfeit Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The three another's another gospel, another Jesus, another spirit. Then there's all the falsities. It's false Jesus, word, blood, false faith, gift. False salvation, healing, deliverance, false manifestation, all, all the falsities, the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Now move it, get out right now. Get out right now, loose God's people, and let them go. With all the other ones of uh, irrationalities, insanities, madness, foolish, mental illness, fears. Depression, despair, hopelessness, loneliness, lethargy, excessive tiredness, weariness, exhaustion, slumber, fatigue, out you go. All these ones that pull the people down, that they're stressed out. All the ones that stress attacks, I cut off. 
loosened, let go all this uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. I cut off and I kick out in Jesus' name. Loose the people and let them go. Loose the people and let them go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. That's what you lose. Sound minded the people there as well too. Give them more power, might, and strength to be able to live the victorious life that you have for it. Well, any demons of the occult that are in there, I bind up you, cut you off, and kick you out in Jesus' name. Occult and oppression, witchcraft, sorcery, divinations, mediumistic psychosis, and affinities of you go. All the ones of parapsychology, in fact, any kind of psychology of you go. The ones that we read tonight in Deuteronomy 18. The ones of necromancies and idolatry and divinations and the fortune-telling and charming and casting of spells, the hunting of souls, all these things. The Lord Jesus Christ tribute you. Loose and let go. All those ones with the uh, ascended masters, familiar spirits, spirit guides, the spirit protectors, all those guys, out you go. The Lord Jesus Christ tribute you. And anyone uh, that came in the children in school, even, you know, kindergarten or younger, the ones of QR, quiet reflex. The familiar spirits or spirit guides that are put in the children in early school, I cut off and kick out right now. The Lord, these things are offending the children. He said, what would happen to those who offend the children? Ask Lord, you personally take care of these critters, that they would be driven out of the children. The children would be set free. Yep, I'm asking the Lord that uh, you dealt with the fig tree. It dried up and with it, you do that for all the demons here. Ask the Lord to send your angels down deep on earth. All the roots of the evil ones, pull them up and drive them out. Ask the Lord send like Jonah's cutworm. Take out all the roots of the demons so that nothing would be left. I speak to you mountains. The Bible says we have faith. We can say this mountain be picked up and tossed in the deepest part of the sea. You big ones, you mountains, you mountain chains. I command you to be picked up. Get out of the people and you're going down to Tartarus. Right now, the Lord... Jesus Christ, your people, ask for that all the stumbling blocks the devil has put in front of the people would be removed. All the obstacles would be removed. Set the people free, Lord, that they can serve you. I cut off all the ungodly influences of television, of the internet, of the social sites like Facebook and all the other ones. I cut off all the ill effects associated with peer pressure, with harassing. And if there's any thoughts of suicide that are going through, especially the children because of these things, I cancel all those suicidal thoughts. I cancel all those death wishes. I cancel any suicide pacts in the name and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anyone's a suicide Loose the people and let them go. I forbid you from following through and killing the people. You are not allowed to do that in Jesus' name. I lose God's spirits of life and life more abundant into the people. You evil ones of suicide, rejection, out you go. I cut off all the harassments from the others in Jesus' name. And I command you harassing demons to get out of the people. Loose and let go, especially the ones hitting on... The young girls, they have to be super slim and thin to appease their friends. I cut off all the garbage of P 
peer pressure. I cut off all the controls on the people. I cut them off their hearts, minds, wills, emotions, bodies, thought, end time, witchcraft, hypnotic, catatonic, end time, mood, psychops, etc. Especially, I cut off the the peer pressures from school. I cut them off in the name and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm asking why you would protect your children from all this kind of garbage that's going on. I'm asking, Lord, you fill them full of your Holy Spirit to be able to be with the wings of an eagle to get over all of this stuff. I'm asking, Lord, you protect your people, especially children, from the abuse of others, from being uh, drugged, uh, without being aware of it and abused, protect them, Lord, from all this garbage that's going on out there today. There's all the other ones now of infirmities, sicknesses, weaknesses, deformities, accidents, diseases, impotence, loose, let go all one systems of body, reproductive, skeletal, muscular, digestive, excretory, incongressive, nervous, circulatory, loose, and let go. All the ones in the eye nearsightedness, farsightedness, astigmatism, just outright blindness, retina problems, uh, all the other problems, especially with uh, macular degenerations and all these other problems. Loose and let go problems of glaucoma, all the ones there, color blindness, etc. Loose and let go problems, cataracts, helping out right now. The Lord Jesus Christ, your peak, all problems. On the ear, especially of deafness, especially with the young people blowing their ears out with the earbuds and all that stuff. All the problems there, the hearing, out you go. And Lord, for those who need physical healing, we ask that you would physically heal them. Call upon God's Holy Spirit to minister mighty on the people before they're healed. All the other problems in there, the problems of... Um, Eyes, ears, nose, mouth, teeth, heart, lungs, hormones, immune, glands, MS, cold, cough, flu, aches, and pain, germs, bacteria, virus, E. coli, anthrax, West Nile, SARS, all the ones that see difficult, there's superbugs, any germs. Going around the school, that's what you'd smite the germs and you would heal up the people. Any demons involved in there? Out you go. Out you go. All the ones of cancers, and the demons of cancer, termination, the ones of death and destruction, all kinds of cancer. Skin cancer, breast cancer, lung cancer, brain cancer, all cancers of parts of the body. Loosen let go of the Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. All the evil ones of paralysis and passivity at all levels. Uh, mind, will, emotion, body, thought, end time, witchcraft, not a catatonic, end time, mood, etc. All that stuff. All problems in the nervous all the ones that are trying to make the nerves too sensitive or not sensitive enough or destroy the nerves, anything like neuropathy. Loose and let go of the Lord Jesus Christ or be all the ones that are out of order and confusion. Loose and let go. All the ones that are allergies and triggers. Allergies. Dust moles, mildews, dogs, birds, cats, fish, people, allergies, petroleum products, colognes, etc. All the other allergies season for hay fever with ragweed and goldenrod, etc. All those allergies loose and let go. There's asthma and asthma attacks, the COPD, anax, the giants, all the choker demons in there. The choker demons, out you go, loose and let go, the ones that try to squeeze out the breath of life. Out you go, ones try to mess up the respiratory system. Get out the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you any serpentine critters in there? Move it right now. 
and they tied into any sinus problems, they're causing problems there as well, too. Loosen, let go, the Lord, Jesus Christ, rebuke you. All one's messing up the mental processes, such as thinking, speaking, understanding, reasoning, all the ones of, uh, of focusing on tasks, all the ones of affecting the memory, all the ones of verbalizing thoughts, any tongue-tying demons, I cut you off and I kick you out, in Jesus' name. Well, all the ones of amnesia, all the other ones of um, scattering thoughts, any scatterbrain demons in there, out you go. Now, all the ones that would try mind control, end-time mind control, mind occult oratories, out you go. All the ones that would freeze, blind, blank, redirect, mess up, out you go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Well, there might be some other ones in there. Uh, let's see. How about dyslexia, dysgraphia, dysphagia, dyscalculia, hypertension, perception problems, out you go. Arrested development at all levels. Loose and oh, let go. Any immature demons, childish thinking, speaking, understanding, and all circulatory problems. Loose and let go. Heart, lung, kidney, liver, pancreas, insulin, diabetes. All the ones of MSMD, Alzheimer's. Loose and let go. Well, all the ones of high and low blood sugar pressures, diabetes, other related problems, skin problems, rheumatoid arthritis. Out you go. All the ones of imbalances with hormone, electrochemical, metabolic, immune systems. Out you go. All deficiencies in vitamin, mineral, nutritional, protein. Out you go. Well, any uh, mind racing, spirit, circulatory thoughts, uncontrollable thoughts, something like highway hypnosis, anything that try and cause trouble sleeping tonight, loose and let go. Especially what goes on between midnight and three, I cut off and kick out. Well. There's all the other ones, the nightmares, night care, night trauma, you can be sucked, be asked, rejection, sleep, and all those sleep problems, out you go, I ask the Lord for more protection. Turn back all the attacks of the wicked ones, they're not able to come in and to hunt the souls and steal the souls. Ask the Lord for spheres of your strongest warrior, chain and angels, right, everybody listing their families, their property and possession, that no more evil ones can get in your angels. Go throughout the area, scoop up all the loose evil spirits and dump them tired as much as spirituals, angels, praise you. And ask more of the, your bright light would shine and just drive back all the wickedness and the darkness that be trying to get through. Any critters trying to ask to project in, Lord, just whoosh, cut the cords on them. They cannot get in. Cut off the uh, the ones of green phantom and pyrox trying to get in there as well, too. I say the Lord Jesus Christ your be a demon. Get out right now. Loose the people. All the time bombs, troublemakers, paralysis, passivities, death, destruction, accidents, as you go. And all the demons, even whether it be religious, whatever, that, uh, telling people that, oh, nothing's happening tonight, that there's no God's truth in this. Well, you're ones of unbelief, you're lying, deceiving spirits. I just find you, cut you off and kick you out in Jesus' name. Anything else the Lord wants out in any area mentioned tonight, get out right now. Because if you don't get out, you're going to be locked up in there, demons. You're not going to have free run that like you've had. Hurry up, demons. Time's a waste, and we want you gone. You've messed up the people. You've tormented them long enough. No more. They are children of the King. The Lord Jesus shed his blood for all of us. You cannot continue to afflict the people, especially the children. 
you loose them and let them go. The Lord Jesus Christ rebuke you. Up and out right now. So I'm asking Heavenly Father, you continue to put more pressure on the demons until they do leave in an orderly fashion. Well, in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I bind up all the nasty critters left individually with big, strong chains and cast them down. They're not allowed to cause any more problems. Give them ask the Lord, that you fill the people full to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Send lots of spirits of life, healthy, restoration, well-being, sound, night, good night's sleep. Command the demons, you shut up. You're not allowed to trouble the people anymore. And for the Lord, especially the young people, ask you... Show them the difference between what is of you and what isn't, and you would help them to be like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to be able to stand up against the ungodliness, because, Lord, I know you will bless them and take care of them. So in Jesus' mighty name and by his blood, amen. Amen, and if, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. Tonight is a live show. We've got John Franklin on live from Ontario. John, that was a powerful uh, warfare prayer there. Uh, we're going to take about a five-minute break, folks, and uh, then be back on with John for a little bit of Q&A. Um, we will be right back. Hear the word of God Almighty from Numbers, chapter 33, verse 50. And Yahweh speak unto Moses in the plains of Moab by Jordan, near Jericho, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When ye are passed over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then ye shall drive out all the inhabitants of the land from before you, and destroy all their pictures, and destroy all their molten images, and quite pluck down all their high places. And ye shall dispossess the inhabitants of the land, and dwell therein, for I have given you the land to possess it. Once again, and reawakening the deliverance ministry 
You know, which is the first sign that would follow them that believe? They will cast out demons in my name. You know, that's part of the full gospel message. And if the church that you're going to does not include that, then you need to ask yourself why. Because they've got an unbalanced gospel. We should be casting out demons, speaking in new tongues, evangelizing, laying on the hands on the sick so that they shall recover. It's the full gospel message. And uh, when you get set free, uh, you can be free, and you can start actually doing some things for the Lord that maybe you've never been able to do before. You haven't been able to figure out uh, why you haven't been able to read the Bible. Um, could be a demonic spirit called Leviathan. Where are you going to hear about that? Uh, tuning into most of the uh, pulpit pimps on television. Just telling you the truth, my friends. Uh, I shared this testimony last night. Actually, Pastor Johnny Oba called me. Him and Brother Matthew, they went into an intensive care unit uh, two days ago. They got a call to come in, and uh, there was a little girl. She's eight years old. She went to summer camp, came back, different person entirely. She's actually taking, trying to bite chunks out of her arm, trying to bite her own toes off. They didn't know what the heck had happened to the girl. My guess is she probably played with the Ouija board. There's no telling what she came in contact at the camp. Maybe a witch or a warlock was a counselor down there. We just don't know the whole story yet. But the fact is, is they could not control her. They admitted her to the hospital. They were injecting her with every type of psychotropic drug to calm her down that they could, and it wasn't working. So Ova and, and Matt Moser went in, got opened the door. They got into the room, and they started doing deliverance. And uh, she was jumping all over the floor like a snake. And then she gets up on her feet and starts foaming at the mouth. And uh, as they continued to do deliverance, she screamed at the top of her lungs, and the uh, hospital staff ran in, thought she was dying. And it took several of them, grown adults, to hold this little girl down. She had superhuman strength. They said, we've never seen anything like this. Give her 25 milligrams of whatever the drug was to sedate her. They injected the most high-powered sedative they could find, and it still was not phasing her. Folks, this was uh, a demon, demonized girl. What are you going to do if you uh, send your child to camp and they come home demonized? You better know something about spiritual warfare or know a place that you can call and get some uh, ministers to come over and and help. And... Uh, <laughs> You're going to have a hard time finding it because uh, no one wants to do the dirty job of the ministry, as they call it. Yet when you need it, uh, you're going to need someone that knows what they're doing. So you need to support the deliverance ministries. Ministries like Hegewish, Pastor Michael Thier, Pastor John Gogan, Brother Franklin, and the Ontario Church of Salvation, Healing, and Deliverance. Dr. Pat Holliday. Uh, Patricia Xavier. Just a few that I know, folks, that are doing deliverance. And let us not forget Brother Steve Bell. Let us not forget uh, Charles Holtzhauser. Even Norman Parrish is uh, still alive in Guatemala. But, folks, I couldn't count them on my hand. There's so few out there. So praise God. As we find them, we are bringing them on the program to learn what we can, and we are putting links up on OmegaManRadio.com. If you go over there, uh, you'll see links to these ministries as we locate them. And I want to tell you, uh, one of the best investments of your time and money right now in addition to getting into the Word of God, is to invest in the deliverance ministry and get some of the books and materials out there that are available through places like wrwpublications.com. Okay, it could save your life in the days ahead because the hosts of hell are being unleashed and they're coming at us with a fury. 
So what are you going to do? Stick your head in the sand like an ostrich? Uh, that won't stop them from their goal. The only thing that will stop them is the blood of Jesus and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. And you better put on the Ephesians armor every day because the demons are coming, and we've got to take a stand. And that's what this program is about. Uh, back to the lines with John Franklin. Brother Franklin, are you on with us? Yeah. Hey, Amen. I better not. I better not start preaching. Let me take a sip of my coffee. <laughs> uh, how are we doing for time, my friend? Uh, I always have a buffer zone of an hour. Um, do you have a little bit more time to spend with us tonight? Sure do. Okay. Praise God. Um, we can go a couple different directions. Uh, did you want to do any intercessory prayer for the political realm? Do you want to go into QA? What would you like to do, John? That we can take on the politicians there if you want. Let's go for that, my friend. You have the microphone. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you, the shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, God of the indwelling Holy Spirit. Lord, we lift up our leaders, too, as we saw there in First Timothy. You've commanded us to pray for our leaders, that we will live in peace. So if we don't pray for them, we can't blame anybody but ourselves for this. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bind the strong room spirits of Prince of Pardier and all the evils working for all those in positions of a leadership or in authority over us all the way up. All the way up, local, provincial, national, continental, uh, you, well, the whole global system, that goes up to the UN, that goes up to all the other various WTOs, the NAFTAs, all these boards, all the states, that includes the boards of education, and all the various trade boards that we don't know about, all these hidden things, we're binding over each and every one of them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're burning, we're Binding over all the bureaucracies that are working at each and every level there as well, too. Yeah. I'm asking, Lord God, that you would bless the godly leaders. There are still some of them around. I'm asking, Lord, that you would bless, protect them and their families. I'm asking, Lord, that you would raise up millions more of godly leaders all around the world. I'm asking, Lord, that you would restore every politician and bureaucrat soul that drains would gather all the fragmented pieces of their soul and restore their souls to wholesomeness there as well too I'm asking the Lord that you would lead them down the paths that you would have them to go the Lord there's political expediencies that are pulling on these leaders to do things they may not want to do whether it's with the new world order whether it's uh elements of organized crime or whatever it might be, trying to twist them, pull them, we ask, Lord, uh, you lead them down the path that you want them to be. Especially, Lord, we ask that uh, you give them the common sense they need, that they bring out godly legislation. Well, Lord, we're um, praying there's, you know, Isaiah 1, as you'd restore them to the standards that you want them to have honesty, competency, and justice because Lord, if they refuse there's also Nehemiah 5 which is kind of like rebuke, remove, and replace and with elections coming up all over the place Lord, that would be a good time for that but in the name of Lord Jesus I break all curses devised to witchcraft psychic prayers honor against them because we know there are the ungodly out there who don't want them to do your will so we cut off all their psychic designs and dedications and send them back immediately to the original demonic center. 
But in the name of Lord Jesus Christ, I also bind the strong with such all the various elections, decision-making process, means of changing power over all the various forms of government, especially the unstable ones, whether it be coalitions or minorities, etc. Binding over, uh, again, all the ones going on in every zone, every continent, country, uh, province, state, territory, county, city, township, etc. Overall, the positions being contended for, especially the important ones, there's judges, there's sheriffs, there's boards of education, etc. Well, we're binding over every candidate, party, leader, platform, issue, opinion polls, the media, overall, their tactics, binding over every voter, especially the targeted ones, such as the undecided, the women, the visible minorities, the youth, etc., Lord God, I ask first you would restore everybody's soul to what it would be, their heart, mind, will, and emotions to what you would have it be. I'm asking Lord, that you would show the people who you want them to vote for. Then I'm asking that you would enable people to vote with their mind and not be controlled by anyone or anything. I'm asking, Lord God, that you would get out all those that you want to get out to vote and those that you don't want to vote, that you block them such as those who don't have the legal franchise for voting. And, well, Lord, we're still praying that you would work a great and mighty thing in all these various elections. Yeah. You see, Lord, I'm asking that you would cut off all the ungodly controls and influences on everyone in every part of the process, whether it be get angry, fear, and smear lies and deception, especially... Uh, the culture of division that pits one group against another, binding over all the various lobbyists, as well as over other factors, whether they be weather-related or disasters or even death magic being used. I'm asking, Lord, you would raise up the politicians and the bureaucrats you want up and set down the ones you want down. And as Ezra 1 says, Lord, that you would stir up the spirits of the leaders to do what you want them to immediately. Because if they refuse, well then, Lord, you can restore them. And there's various examples like uh, Nebuchadnezzar, etc. So we're binding over all the various geopolitical and religious areas and ask, Lord, that you would restore them again. Raise up the people you want. Set down the ones that you want down there as well. But we're also binding over all the pre-election spiritual activity and ask Lord you cancel all the ungodly ones we ask uh, well we're binding over actually the uh, trying to buy people with their own money that's usually used we're binding over all the psychops and other things being used we cut off all the we're binding over and cutting off all the mind control the games that are being played on the people to pull them in the direction of one candidate or another we ask Lord you just cut through all that and you show people whom you want them to vote for. There's a number of elections going on around the world, Lord, in North America, Canada, States, etc. And we know the devil would love to take over the whole show, but Lord, hey, you created the world. You put us here for a purpose. We want you, Lord, to bring it back to you. We ask, Lord, you just thrash the devil again. We're praying, Lord, for a mighty revival there as well, too. Yes, Lord, a mighty revival. So the people can live, well, life and life more abundantly that you have promised for us and that you have given us. We do lose lots of spirits of power, love, and a sound mind in the whole process. That's Lord, you give the people 
the intellectual abilities to uh, assess all the claims of the politicians. We also find that we can cast on all ones of laziness where people uh, don't care about what's going on. They either won't vote or they just, uh, uh, you know, take somebody else's word instead of checking out the facts themselves. Lord, no, they're up there. Their intellects, Lord, and let them think and let them make a conscious decision. Of course, you guide them, Lord. We ask for a mighty outpouring your Holy Spirit to lead the people in the direction that you would have them go. In Jesus' mighty name and by his blood, amen. Amen. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Omega Man Radio Network. I've got a uh, special guest and friend, John Franklin, on live from Ontario, California, Ca- uh, Canada. How to say California? <laughs> Um, John, I have a question. And by the way, if you have a question for John, we'll take your call at 917-889-2745. John, um, in your experience, uh, when there is a weapon, a spiritual weapon mentioned in the Word of God, how can we actually employ it against the enemy? For example, uh, I know the Scripture talks about the hornets of heaven or, you know, uh, the arrows of God. Mm-hmm. So how would I actually use that um, in warfare? Would I... Go ahead. That's, that's, that's a, a very good question, Shannon, because in the Old Testament, when they did their wars, their battles, as you know, a lot of that is, uh, is found when they're, they're going to Joshua and the judges, when they're you know going into the Promised Land. They did things predominantly in the spiritual... But if you look and you'll see, the big battles were won when the Spirit of God really worked mightily upon them, or when God, by divine intervention, sent, how about those giant hailstones from heaven before Joshua in that battle? You know, doesn't the Bible say more were killed with the giant hailstones than actually by the Israelites? Wow. So it's showing that. The people were doing something, but it was really the power of God, God's Holy Spirit working in and through them that was really the main force at work. And of course, in the, you know, every judge, you know, like Samson, it says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Uh, that's when the things were done. But you mentioned about the hornets of the Lord and uh, the arrows of God. These are things that we use against the spirits, the evil spirits, and not against and that's an important yes. point, Mark, because uh, there are a lot of people who, in some ways, are too literal in the Old Testament. They're using things against uh, the people. But, you know, uh, sure, the Bible says, you know, suffer not a witch to live. They did that in the Old Testament. They took, they you know, they killed them. But in the New Testament, you don't find the Lord Jesus Christ saying that. When they brought the woman to her and caught in adultery, he could have said, yeah, stone her. But no, he didn't. He said, you without sin, you cast the first stone. And when they all backed off, you know, he said, uh, neither do I, you know, condemn you. So there's grace is needed when we're dealing in spiritual warfare. And we have to be able to separate the people and the demons that are working in the people to cause these problems. Yes. And so when, you know, had the example of that, uh, you know, girl in the hospital who was tremendously oppressed by demons, well, 
they were probably hitting on the demons. You know, they just you got to bind them up too first, by the way, because if you don't bind them up, remember Pastor Wynn, they started in deliverance before they knew about binding. And yes. They praying until like 3 in the morning because they were, you know, just pounding away, not physically but spiritually, just trying to wear the demons down. Well, then one day the Lord showed them about binding the strong men. And I remember Wynn was saying that deliverance has just really got that much quicker because they were using, you know, part of the weapons of the warfare that the Lord had revealed to them. And, you know, over time, various things like sins of the fathers, etc., had been uh, were exposed to them. But for things like hornets of the Lord or the other, I, I ask, praying for our Heavenly Father to send these things against the demons, so whether they be the hounds of heaven, uh, that's, a, that's a good one there, the hornets of the Lord. There's a continual whirlwind of the Lord. I like uh, asking for the ten plagues that uh, Smith... Oh, yeah. You know, and I like where it says, God judged the gods of Egypt. Remember, Egypt was the most powerful nation on the earth. By the time God got through with it, there was nothing left. Their army was destroyed when they tried running after Moses through the Red Sea. None of them left. But you know, when the Israelites went in the wilderness, they were disobedient, and God had to punish them ten times, too. So there's also those punishments that I like loosing on the demons, and well, as much as possible, because, you know, the demons aren't people's friends. They may sometimes pretend to be friendly, but they're out to kill, steal, and destroy. You know, we got to see them for who they are. They're wicked, reprobate, fallen angels, and there's no mercy for them. In fact, the sooner I can dispatch them, the better off it is if it means putting more force in them. Well, we've got legions of angels at our disposal, with all their weapons, plus there's God's Holy Spirit in there too, the demons don't stand a chance, really. You know, so we just keep pounding away, and when the legal ground is is dealt with, then they'll go and stay gone. Okay, so for example, let's say uh, you're doing a deliberate session, and um, you want to fire some off some rounds at these demons. Uh, let's say. <laughs> are not being cooperative, they don't want to come out, they're giving you a hard time. So if you want to loose the hornets of heaven on them, for example, would you say, uh, I loose the hornets of heaven on them and Jesus on you in Jesus' name? Or would you say, Father God, I ask that you would loose the hornets of heaven on them in Jesus' name? Uh, do you give the command in Jesus' name, or do you ask God to do it in Jesus' name? It can go either way. We do have the authority to do it directly in Jesus' name, or we can pray to our Heavenly Father if it that part doesn't matter so much. As long as we're praying in, in the will of God, that, that's what counts. Um, using the warfare patterns in the Old Testament is important. You know, I like using a bit about uh, Jericho, what happened there. I, you know, I ask the Lord for his angels to keep pulling down the walls of Jericho, bust them down so that their fortifications and everything that they are hiding behind will be completely removed and that uh, they have nothing to hide behind. You know, if we follow the patterns that are in there, it uh, will make things a lot easier. Sometimes there are certain specific cases where a um, particular spirit or a weapon will be uh, useful to to work with. Um, how about case of lust, etc.? It talks about uh, an arrow or a dart in the liver. You know, you know, if lust is being committed. Yes. 
So, you know, if you're praying for someone in that area, part of it would be asking the Lord to have these arrows taken out of them. Uh, they're not physical, but they're spiritual arrows, and they, if they're left in, they can, you know, cause people trouble that way. Amen to that. Um, wow. So basically, if you can find a reference to uh, a weapon uh, in the Scriptures, a lot of them are in the Psalms, folks, and you can use it, uh, John, in the Deliverance session. Um, let me ask you a question. Um, I heard a story about Lester Summerall years ago, and he did a, uh, a, a movie called Bitten about this girl. He went to the Philippines and um, cast devils out of her, demons, in Jesus' name, and they came out, and no one else would touch this girl. Well, apparently this demon manifested, and the the girl grabbed a scruff of its hair. And the rumor is, uh, Summerall had this hair kept in a safe now. I mean, I heard this story, and I said, come on. But um, actually, some demons have manifested, and some of them actually have hair. <laughs> uh, very long hair. Is that true? So... Uh, I've heard that uh, you might even have an angel give the demon a haircut. Yeah, I like to do that there as well. <laughs> I like that too. I uh, I think of Samson, and uh, you know when he had his strength, it was tied in with his, with his long hair. That was a sign of the Nazarite, etc. Yes. You know, and he was told, "Don't cut your hair." Well, when he fell in this pastor and used to call Delilah's barber shop and had his hair cut off, of course he was involved in lust. And immorality and things he shouldn't have been. And uh, when he woke up, he thought, hey, I'm just going to knock their blocks off, but it didn't work out that way. Yeah, his loss of power was due to his disobedience, but then the Holy Spirit had left him, and uh, he was just like an ordinary person. But I figure in the spiritual realm, too, that uh, demons are probably getting power the same way. So I just asked for the Lord's angels, um, Jesus' name, to uh, to afflict them to you know take off their hair. I also pray too that they would be smitten the demons with permanent baldness that they yes you know can't even grow the hair back. And then I also like asking for the Lord's angels in Jesus' name to brand them. Oh, I like that. Big red letters: Jesus Christ is Lord, all over them that can't be removed or missed. So wherever they go in the demonic realm, everybody will say, aha. Folks, this stuff is real. I mean, you're, you're fighting a spiritual uh, enemy, but he he's very real. Believe me, can inflict, inflict damage and death on the uh, on the uh, on the people that uh, do not uh, have the blood covering of Jesus Christ and are not um, on guard with their, wep their weapons of warfare in hand. And um, I was involved in a case... John with another brother, and we were fighting this demonic spirit, and we'd gotten a, a word of knowledge that the name of the demon was called Citri, which is a very high-ruling high, high ruling demon. And uh, I happened to be in a Google connection. I punched it in, and lo and behold, someone had a picture of this thing. I don't know where they got it, but uh, they had, it, has, it had wings, and it had like a, a face like a leopard. So we were battling this thing in Jesus' name, and uh, I knew very little at the time, and I still know very little now, but I'm learning. Uh, thanks to ministers like you, brother, that will uh, share. And uh, I said, Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask that you would loose two angels down right now, one on either side of Citri, and pull its wings out of the socket, in Jesus' name. 
Now, folks, when we did this, we had a webcam going at the time. Literally, you could see the, the video. The person goes forward, and their arms go back like they're being pulled out. Literally, that uh, that demon's wings were plucked out of the socket, we believe. You know, um, and it, it screamed in horror. Um, we got a report the other day, John, that Pastor Carl Henderson was in the States doing a um, a meeting, and uh, a demon manifested in one of the, the congregation there. A congregation, by the way, that probably never seen demonic manifestations before and how to deal with them. And <laughs> it's a cry down and said, who are you? How do you know this? And um, he tried something that I had not heard of before. We've heard of applying the blood of Jesus to a person, of course. He said, I pour the blood of Jesus down your throat. And when he did this, this demon went crazy. Um, didn't like that whatsoever. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's a, new, that's a new weapon. I know you can lose, uh, ask God to lose uh, baldness, blindness, um, fiery coals. I mean, you know, I believe in beating these things up because if they have their opportunity, they'll beat up you and I, folks. So show them no mercy. Um, Recently there, uh, we're dealing with some of the bigger ones. Uh, they want to put constant pressure on them. So uh, I'm praying to ask the Lord for a uh, a super spiritual Katusha rocket launcher. <laughs> a million barrels. Wow. Fireballs. 100-pound hailstones lightnings and thunders against the devil for one volley per second till the end of time. My per, goodness. Per demon. I like that one. <laughs> you got to do it, you know, to uh, keep them under pressure, back them down and get them out of people. Absolutely. Uh, Leviathan is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so big that uh, there's even a chapter on Leviathan in the book of Job, folks. And it talks about who Leviathan is. It's the father of pride, isn't it, John? Mm-hmm. And as the word goes, that is a very difficult one to defeat because of its armor. Mm-hmm. And um, you all have learned some insight on how to deal with Leviathan should a deliverance ministry ever uh, encounter this. What's the best way to take out Leviathan? Well, first, good, strong binding over that critter. And in Jesus' name... They're normally deep water critters, so uh, I have to send the angels down to get them, put hooks on their jaws and pull them up. And Leviathan usually has seven heads, so we ask for the Lord's angels to cut all the heads off. I also like having all the scales ripped off by the angels, even put a pole <laughs> from the altar of heaven under it, where every scale was, and put yes. them on the beach where the fowl of the air and the beast of the earth will devour them down to their bones. And the Bible talks about different things. There's a crown of pride. I think there's a foot of pride. Uh, there's a whole bunch of things. Maybe even the rod of pride. Uh, just ask the Lord's angels take all these things away from them and just keep them under constant pressure. And if you look in, uh, you know, the booklet on proper names of demons, you'll see there's there's a religious pride. Every religion's got its own pride. There's intellectual pride. Some people have a family pride, you know, especially if they're in the upper class. They think themselves better than everybody else. But, you know, there's, you remember that verse, pride goes before destruction. Yes. We like asking for the Lord to lose his destruction on pride and a haughty spirit. Well, they take a fall. 
So there's there's all the scriptures, related scriptures in the Bible that you can uh, be hitting on. The, the pride, they're pretty powerful, like you say. So usually now I'm, I'm praying and asking, our Heavenly Father, take away all the demons' power, strength, might, power, and Satan's surface already continuously. And we've noticed it's made a difference because the in- intensity of the manifestations will usually uh, will usually decrease. The effect of deliverance it doesn't affect. it doesn't matter. But you've probably been in deliverances where sometimes there's a you know, well they get really physical. But if you ask for the Lord's angels take away you know the demon's power, strength, might. It's just like Samson losing his hair. They oh, well. don't have as much well, spiritual strength to fight back, which makes it easier for the person who's praying and they even, you know, uh ensure they don't kind of get uh roughed up as much. Uh can you ask uh God to uh loose angels to assist you in the Dover session? I mean I remember hearing when war we talk about he would have the angels go into attack formation and attack. Mm-hmm. Um so can we have the angels that literally uh, strike the demons with the swords? Oh, definitely. In fact, uh, before I cast out, I usually do a lot of uh, pre-attack with all this stuff, you know, uh, calling for uh, as many of the Lord's angels as I can get with all their weapons to uh, attack and destroy and to keep them under constant pressure, you know. I'm asking for a confusion to be put on the demons so they so they can't think properly, even that their souls will be fragmented, you know, their their minds, wills, and emotions, so they, they, uh, they can't use those properly. You know, everything we can use, we had better use, because it'll make it a lot easier. You know, as I said at the beginning, when, before they do about binding and loosing, you know, where they're all night praying, some years later it was quite a lot less time, so... Amen. Uh, that was in effect arresting the demons. Uh, putting then they started to put them into the uh, the cages or the boxes, and um, a person could go home and get some sleep, and then they could pick it up the next day, right after everybody was refreshed. Yeah. Because um, if you're praying with somebody and the demons are manifesting, you they kind of got to be under control. You know, you just don't want a, a manifesting person going out on the road there and uh, getting into all sorts of trouble. Absolutely. How do you take care of Jezebel? We're hearing a lot of uh, spirits of Jezebel cropping up to take down ministries. Well, that's one of the bigger spirits of the age. That's been going on for well, for a long time. It's uh, it's in the government. It's in business. But I think it's it's mainly in the family that it's having the most disastrous effect besides the church. It's the family out of order. Uh, Jezebel works with Ahab. You can't have one without the other. And for Jezebel and the family to be dealt with, uh, it's pretty much going to have to start with the husband and father. He's going to have to realize his role in leading the family. He's going to have to pick up the spiritual reins, so to speak. And he's going to in assuming his role, part of that will be binding and loosing. Will be uh, binding up his demons, so they have uh, the wife's demons of Jezebel, the children's demons of uh, uh, disobedience, and all that stuff. 
I just keep pounding away. Uh, there's a lot of disorder there. You can, you know, go through, find out everything Jezebel was in the fall. She was uh, big into idolatry, Baal worship, etc. And, uh, well, we do know the accounts in the Bible. She dealing with a bit with Naboth. She completely ran the whole show over Ahab. Of course, it caused a lot of trouble. So you just speak up just a little bit if you can, John. Okay, sure. So you just have to keep binding up those demons of Jezebel in Jesus' name uh, and the uh, the mass deliverance there. I was hitting on family destruction. You know that's that's what it's under. They have in Jezebel and, and the whole bit there as well too. It, it's been you can ask God to loose the hounds of heaven on Jezebel. Also, there's the spirits of Elijah, because uh, he took out the prophets of Baal. There's, the, there's Jehu as well, <clears throat> because that's whom was raised up to, uh, you know, to finish a lot of the work there. Remember, he's the one who said, hey, throw her out and, uh, right. and have her tossed down. So, and, Yeah, that's, uh, uh, that's one that a lot of people are, are encountering. Um let me, let's go back to the fundamental here, binding and loosing. You know, binding is to uh, take authority and arrest these, these demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about loosing a little bit, um, loosing angels. Can we actually ask God to loose angels to go on assignments? Well, of course we can. Um, Give us some examples. Okay. Well, loosing the spirits of God, take Second Tim 1-7. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. There is much to be learned in combating evil spirits with the loosing of the spirits of God. This is one of the better examples in the Bible. So for people who have problems with fear, besides binding up fear and casting out, would be to loose the godly spirits that work against them, which is power, love, and a sound mind. And then, as you were talking about for loosing angels, yes, in, in Jesus' name, we can ask our Heavenly Father for sending angels to be going to work on, well, you know, how about protecting our children in today's society, you know, when they're going to school. Uh, that, I think, is, is really needed. Uh, when we go driving, we ask the Lord for his angels to surround us with spheres of protection because uh, you just never know what's going on. Uh, even when you're out walking, it would probably be a good idea you know, for the Lord's angels to be surrounding you, because you just never know what could happen. At, you know, in downtown Ottawa last night, there was a couple of people standing at a bus stop, and a, a guy showing off in a car was fishtailing around, and his car went out of control and hit them, killed one immediately, and the other's in critical position. You know, in this day and age, you see there's, there's a lot of sudden destruction that's going on with accidents and and shootings, etc. And uh, I also pray and ask the Lord to protect the innocent, especially the children, with all these things going on, because the devil is really trying to cause as much trouble as he can. We How long uh, will that last? Let's say, for example, you go to bed and you ask God, say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I ask that you would loose uh, a legion of warrior angels to encircle my property uh, for my protection in Jesus' name. Uh, can we expect uh, that to actually happen? 
Is there a limit on the number of angels we can ask God for? I mean, could we ask for a legion, or can you only ask for one? Any thoughts on that? Well, you can ask for as many as you want. Uh, it's up to God how many he's going to send. I mean, uh, I don't know. And uh, sometimes it only takes one. Sometimes it, you know, it may take a whole bunch of them. But uh, he will answer our prayer. Name in accordance with his will. Amen to that. Um, and is that something you have to you have to repeat every night? In other words, will the assignment probably last uh, a few hours, twenty four hours? What's your thought on that? I don't know. And in the Bible, I haven't found any real specific reference. You say, uh, you know, the angels are only here so long. I'm not aware there's an angels union. You know that they're only on eight-hour shifts with an hour lunch and all that stuff. <laughs> but uh, you know, I do it every day. You know, I don't take any chances on. You know, that's part of the spiritual workings the Lord hasn't re- you know revealed to me yet. And uh, it would be nice to know, but maybe He's left it that way. So in faith, we just have to keep. You know, we just have to keep doing it. Um, I take the example of the temple and the tabernacle when they did the offerings they did one in the morning and one in the afternoon so like every 12 hours so there's probably good reasons for that so uh, you know that's why it's good for families to have a morning devotion and an evening devotion you know to uh, you know in this game you can't have too much spiritual insurance you know you know give us this day our daily bread you know the Lord's Prayer Uh, that's something I pray every day and I believe every believer should and so, yeah, I would say um, ask for what you need on a daily basis and repeat it. Um, John, you know, there's a lot of demonic attacks that seem to take place uh, when people are asleep, uh, especially around 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, what should a believer do before they go to bed? Um, I mean, because you have no idea maybe who's been hurling word curses or maybe a witch or warlock has targeted the person and sending demons against them. Give us a, uh, what's a warfare prayer that a person should do every day to protect against these um, these witchcraft attacks that are coming? Well, besides Wynn's book, The Warfare Prayers, um, it's basically uh, a binding and loosing that, um, that's why I said an evening devotion, a family evening devotion is good, especially uh, for the children. Um, our children seem get a lot of nightmares when, you know, when they were growing up, you know, being in the deliverance uh, ministry, this seemed to attract a lot of stuff, and they were, they were nights when they would be, you know, waking up, you know, screaming from these things, and we just have to get into spiritual warfare, you know, binding up the demons, breaking off the curses and stuff that were coming and sending them back, and sometimes things quieted down quick, and Sometimes it took longer, but uh, as you were saying, you know, uh, praying and asking the Lord for things to surround us, family, property, possessions, and, and spheres of protection, especially turn back all the devices, the occult coming, also to uh, block any witches that be trying to come in to scan or anyone trying to ask to project with ask the Lord for the angels to cut their cords so that they... Uh, they aren't able to continue doing what they're doing. And, uh, well, also have the Lord's angels covered continuously with the precious blood of Jesus. And 
uh, there are uh, verses in the Bible about um, God promising us a good night's sleep. Let their sleep be sweet. And uh, so that's good to pray for, for children there as well, too. But, you know, like you say, in the wee hours of the morning, uh, anywhere from 12 to 3, there's a, there's a lot of demonic activity when the, the devil's own are out uh, stirring their, pro- their pots and tossing in their toes, legs, and stuff like that. But, uh, you know. Uh, you mentioned uh, scanning or astral projection. Uh, what, what does that mean? I've heard that term before. Well, for scamming, the high-level witches will actually go and uh, try and get into uh, somebody's house or whatever and look for an opening or for a weakness where they can launch their attack or an astral projection. They actually leave their body and uh, go into um, into the person's house to you know see what's going on and how they can attack them. Um, many years ago, uh, before I knew the dangers of the occult and into into spiritual warfare. Um, I took a parapsychology course, and the instructors were, uh, one of them was an XRCMP um, guy in intelligence, and he said 30, 40 years ago back then, most intelligence agencies were after projecting into uh, enemy territory to find out what was going on. That way they didn't have to send the agents in physically and risk being captured or killed. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I've, I've heard of like uh, Major Ed Dames and those guys. Uh, that's really what they're doing. Um, astral projecting. Yeah, I heard Dr. Pat Holliday say uh, one good way to take care of that is use Zachary 2.5 and ask God to put a wall of fire around you. And um, they used that in Africa, and a actual witch was coming in to attack the camp where the ministers were one night and she hit that wall of fire and they found her the next day she was barbecued uh, I've also heard of people uh, they have been under astral projection attacks by witches and warlocks where they will actually uh, separate their soul from their body attached to silver cord you know and the demon is maintaining uh, the body and facilitating this and uh, what they would do is they would cut the silver cord um, that silver cord's loosed. <laughs> uh, that's bad news for the witch, isn't it? Well, that's it. If someone's after projecting and that cord gets cut, uh, they can't get back into their body. And uh, that means the body's dead. Yep. Well, you know, the people say, well, that's mean. Well, you know, take it up with God. It says, suffer not a witch to live. Mm-hmm. Now, we love the witches and warlocks. We want them to come to Jesus Christ. But understand that if you're going to target a Christian who knows spiritual self-defense, whatever you intended for us is going to go back on, back to you. And that demon that was meant for us is going to rip you apart. Now, we pray God will have mercy on you. But, uh, you, know, you know, John, if someone were to send you a package in the mail and it had a snake in it, are you obligated to take that box and open it up and get bit? No, you stamp return to sender and send it back to the post office. <laughs> Uh, it only takes once or, or you know, one time, and, and these uh, witches and warlocks, uh, they learn their lesson real quick. And, you know, you, know, you, you, you pray that God will uh, spare them to live another day and come to him. But, uh, folks, there are people that die because of these things. Uh, we know of a case that just a few days ago, a witch came against a friend, and they actually sent a, a demon of leukemia and cancer. 
And we know that because when it was cast out, it revealed its name and it was sent uh, to take down this person who was involved in mass deliverance crusades in the Philippines. And a witch went outside of one of the seminars, scooped up some spit, because this individual went out between services, spit on the pavement, scooped up the spit and put a spell on it and sent demons to, to take her out. And uh, these are mean, you know, leukemia and cancer. That's pretty horrible. Well, it was it was cast out and sent back. So um, pretty nasty stuff. Uh, they had went there on assignment to kill her that night. So, folks, witches and warlocks, um, they mean business. And a lot of them are just dabbling with it. Well, they're going to get they're going to get uh, burnt. You play with fire, you will get burned. And if you don't repent, you'll spend an eternity in hell being burned. Um, so. To all the witches and warlocks that tune in regularly to this program, we counsel you to turn to Jesus Christ while you still have the option to do that. Yeah, and think twice. Yeah, have you seen the book, The Witch That Switch? I think Irene Parker. Yeah, I just heard about that, actually. Someone was telling me. Uh, Pat Holly was telling me about that. Uh, I want to get that book. Was that a good book? Yeah, she's also got a website there, too. You can get information on it. She was a high-level witch who... Who got saved and uh, and started exposing them and uh, well they weren't too happy with her but uh, this happened many years ago and she's still alive so they haven't been able to kill her. Wow, mm-hmm. praise God. Amen. Um, that is awesome. Um, yeah, I was talking about in occult involvement. Kurt Koch has got a book Occult ABC, and all the examples in there are basically how Christians got into the occult and how it affected them. And uh, he was sort of a bit of deliverance and basically if they wanted to get free they had to get out of the stuff or else it would still keep afflicting them. Yes. Amen. Uh, John, when you're doing a deliverance session, um, what options do we have in terms of where we send these demons? What do you recommend? Well, I prefer to have them sent to Tartarus because it's a one-way trip. They they go in, they can't get out. Um, otherwise, if they're just cast out, uh, they'll try to, you know, get back in somewhere where they can. Uh, you can always ask that the Lord would send them where He wants them to. But the Bible also says we can see our desire on our enemies, and I want to get as many of these critters out of circulation as possible. So by sending them Tartarus, that. Uh, that's a pretty good way of doing it. Now, our Lord has the final say, and if He doesn't want Him to go there at this time, that's fine. He's the boss. Yes. Do what He wants us to do. Now, Tartarus, uh, is that like one of the lowest compartments in hell? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of the disobedience. I think the angels that, uh, that led to the fall, they were sent down there. They were. Uh, Some of the Genesis 6 that mated with the women? Yeah, they they were in a bad crowd, those guys. Absolutely. When we talk about demons, um, there's a lot of theories on but what, in your opinion, what is a demon? Is it the uh, one of the fallen angels, that, the third that fell, or is it the spirits of the uh, the offspring between the fallen angels and the women uh, when those things died during the flood? What do you think? Well, as I see it, they're the, they're the fallen angels, the ones who saw Christ in his glory and that went with Lucifer, figuring they could get a better deal. And uh, they found out too late, but uh, they don't get grace. Only we do, thankfully. And uh, Yes. 
Well, they'll have to suffer for their mistakes for all eternity. That's why they hate humanity so much. And they just love to wipe us all as believers and unbelievers there as well, too. And uh, the Lord promised, you know, he would come back before the devil was able to wipe out everything. Amen to that. Um, The thorn in the flesh that Paul had, was that a demon? Mm -hmm. That's the way I look at it. The Lord allowed that to, so his pride didn't get him out of control. You know, he says himself there, Second Corinthians, I believe it is, because of the, the the revelations he was given. You know, he was shown heaven and all that was going on, and uh, I guess God figured, oh, he just to keep him in line, he allowed this to happen. But he said, "My grace is sufficient for you, Paul." So Paul figured, okay. God wants it that way, I'll do it. And he said, when I am weak, then I am strong, because he then had to rely on Christ more to get him through all these various circumstances. Amen. Uh, in fact, I talked to uh, Brother Norman Parrish. Uh, he's about 78 now, still over in Guatemala. Uh, he's been over there for so long, I think he, <laughs> he's almost forgot English sometimes. Uh, he has to think of the word. That's a long time to be in a foreign country and then forget your native language. But anyway, we had a conversation the other day, and um, yeah, he gave me an interesting thought. He said that uh, the Lord has showed him that any anointed man or woman of God uh, in the deliverance ministry, uh, he believes that uh, most of them will have a thorn in the flesh like Paul did, and you know it'll serve a purpose to keep them humble because you know um, we're all susceptible to you know our head swelling. And thinking, you know, it's me, the great deliverance minister, you know, and we we've, we we can't uh, afford to let that happen because without Jesus Christ, there is no deliverance. But that was interesting. He said something else too, uh, which gave me some more insight. You know, the word says, uh, "Don't let the sun go down on your wrath." You know, be angry and sin not. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we all get angry from time to time, but um, the point he was making is if we get angry, and we don't ask those that we've hurt to forgive us, and we go to bed, then as we're sleeping, Satan will come down and he'll sow tears. He'll sow uh, demons into our uh, into our body while we sleep. And so that's actually for our protection. I even heard Derek Prince uh, say that he got angry at his daughter one time, and uh, he wasn't quick to repent and forgive. And a demon came in, and he was in such terrible shape, he had to call some some ministers to come over and uh, lay hands on him and cast the demon out. And he said uh, it felt like cats jumping around in his stomach, and when it went out, it, it, it sounded like the roar of a lion. Mm-hmm. I mean, so that's how danger, dangerous just you know being angry and you know going to bed, <laughs> folks, without repenting. Yeah, and there's the other side to that, because in that case, that shows there's unforgiveness there, too, and you know what? The Lord said about unforgiveness, eh? Uh-oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it's a doorway to uh, cancer and arthritis in many cases, isn't it? Bitterness and unforgiveness? But even in terms of asking forgiveness from God, if we're not willing to forgive others, uh, we're blocking ourselves for getting forgiveness there as well. So oh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Jesus says, if you don't forgive, neither will my Father forgive you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and that's it's conditional, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 
But with anger, it's also, I would call, having an augmentative effect. It kind of feeds on itself. And if it's not dealt with, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, you know, you, you probably know people that hurt, you know, say families, you know, feuding families. They take a look. It was probably something very small that happened and it wasn't dealt with. And then, you know, it just kept bringing in more and more people. And, uh, you know, like in the, the southern states, you know, that famous Hatfield and McCoy feud that went on for like 100 years over something, you know, a little simple that got started, but it got out of control. And that's probably why God tells us don't let, you know, the sun go down. you got to deal with that stuff. Or yeah. Each day it'll be worse and worse. These demons will come in to open the door for their their friends. Uh, we've got a question in the chat, John. It says, um, "Ask Brother Franklin, who does he think that the twenty four elders are that it talks about in Revelations? Any idea on that?" Well, there's probably twelve apostles. I would say definitely be those bunch, and there's then there's probably going to be twelve from the Old Testament, like Elijah, Elisha, Moses, obviously David. Probably, uh, you know, the major men of the faith like that. Well, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good answer. Um, let me go back to my list here. Uh, when you were talking about um, psychic warfare, and that's something we don't want to uh, end up doing, or it's witchcraft. Give us an example of what psychic warfare is that maybe one Christian does against another, like fragging, as you mentioned. Yeah. Well, psychic warfare is. Spiritual warfare that is not done in accordance with God's will. I'll give you a good example. Take Psalm 109. That is usually used in the wrong way. Um, if you take a look at the wind stuff, you see there's the curse of excommunication that the Roman Catholics put on those who have been excommunicated from their church. And this prayer is from their own from their own literature. They take this psalm and they curse every part of a person with death and destruction on every part of their body, on their family, their finances, and everything. And that's just one of them. There's undoubtedly other ones there as well, too, but you know, when things go on in the church and say, you know, if you leave one church, and if it's not in amenable terms, there's going to be probably some sort of prayer sent out against you. It is because there's going to be a lot of bitterness and they don't like it. So if you do leave a church or like that, if the Lord gets you out, it's probably a good idea to break off all the psychic prayers and ungodly spiritual warfare that's, that's coming against you because, you see, being part of an organization like that, there's soul ties, and the soul ties are open doors that'll let a lot of this stuff get through. And uh, so if you do leave a church or group like that, you probably have to break off the soul ties there as well, too, and shut the doors so that uh, things don't uh, get transferred back and forth. Well, I'm How, not, huh? How hard is it to uh, break a soul tie? Let's say someone uh, listening out there uh, fornicated. They committed, you know, adultery. Mm-hmm. Uh, the word says, you know, two will become one flesh. Yeah. You know, can you take a, a fire in your bosom and not get burned? Mm-hmm. Um, point is, when you have sexual relations, folks, 
outside of marriage, um, you get what's called an STD. You might get the sexually transmitted disease, but you'll probably get a sexually transmitted demon. Because what are the demons uh, the partner has? They go right up your uh, umbilical cord or the silver cord, whatever the connection is. The soul tie there is developed. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, John, but um, what would a person do um, in addition to repenting? What action do you got to actually take to cut that soul tie? Okay, well, uh, just using that as an example, they're going to have to break off contact with the person, no more relations, ungodly relations, because as long as they're doing it, they're not going to be able to permanently break that evil soul tie. So that, that's the first part. Then, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, they break all the evil, sympathetic, and ungodly soul ties between them and the other person. They then ask the Lord for his angels to gather up all the fragmented pieces of their soul, their heart, mind, will, emotions, and restore their soul to wholesomeness and drive out the evil that taken its place. And also ask the Lord that any doors that are open to let this stuff through would be shut, locked, and barred. I like asking for a wall of thorns to be put around and all covered with the blood of Jesus. Okay, that's pretty good. Uh, what about a generational curse? Let's say, you know, someone says, "Hey, I've, I'm under some curse because you know every member of my family, we've all they've all died of heart attacks or, you know, whatever the curse is. Maybe they've got a homosexual spirit running down a family chain, um, whatever the demonic spirit is, and they don't want it. What do they do to stop that uh, curse from continuing and to break it off of their own life? Mm-hmm. Well, if there's a a generational curse. There could be some sins of the father still active that are allowing that to take place. But that's the case. The sins of the father's last be confessed and uh, and uh, all the effects broken off. But as for the other generational curse, we break them off in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ all the way back. Uh, some only go three generations. Some go ten. The curse of the bastard is ten generations. And See, we don't know everything that's going on. Some might even go back a hundred or so generations. So I like cutting them back all the way back as far as possible. And then kicking out the demons in Jesus' name. But for this, it has to be specific. I know a guy who was very concerned because his father died before he was 55 and his grandfather died before he was 55. And he was really scared because, you know, in a few years he was going to be there too. Well, I tried talking to him. He, you know, about spiritual things, he didn't seem to be too interested. So on his behalf, without him knowing, I broke off that that family line uh, curse. And uh, he's got that 55. And, uh, okay, now how did you actually uh, pray that prayer? What did you actually do to break that curse? I just said, uh, you know, I did a lot. First I did a a binding over him in Jesus' name, and I just broke off in Jesus' name that family line curse, that uh, a premature death, uh, specifically before 55 of the, of the men in the family, and then loose the spirits of the Lord of, you know, life, health, healing, and also salvation, because I don't know if he was saved, and uh, now he's actually uh, gone off into Catholicism, so he may not realize it, but the Lord has saved his life. Each day he has is another day, which he can get saved, and hopefully, you know, the sooner he does. Okay, so let's say, for example, you've got a um, got a history of adultery in your family. Maybe you can trace it back four or five generations. 
and you say, you know what, uh, I want to stop this thing right now. Uh, you know, the sins of the Father. So um, what would you say? You'd say, I, would you have to repent for your the sins that your fathers did? Mm-hmm. The, uh, Daniel 9 talks about that, where he confesses his sins and the sins of the fathers of the iniquities of the fathers. So they confess the sins of the fathers, uh, ask forgiveness for the sins. Now, when somebody's dead, you, you, you know, you can't pray for their for their own forgiveness. I mean, the RCs do that. Right. We put a lot of money in that, but uh, we don't. But we deal with the sin aspect. We want the effect of the sins cut off so they don't keep coming down. And we just uh, we just cut them off. We break, break off all that stuff in the name blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then there's going to be a lot of demons in there, too. So with the sins dealt with, the curse is broken off in Jesus' name. Then there's got to be deliverance there as well too, because like you said, if there's uh, immorality in the, you know generations back, it will be coming down the family line, and it has to be dealt with. So you would say, you know, Father God, I repent for uh, the sins of the father, uh, the adultery that has been uh, committed over and over down my family line, and mm-hmm. I break that. Uh, what would you say? I break that generational curse, or what would you say? Yeah, break the generational curse in Jesus' name, as far back as need be. And okay. That the person's saved, and then I start commanding the demons to come in. Okay. So any demons that came in as a result of adultery, I bind you in Jesus' name, come out right now and go to Tartarus in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Talk about self-deliverance for a minute. Uh, is that important that people do self-deliverance? Yeah. Yeah. Self-deliverance is important because... Every day you do it, you're binding up the demons tighter and tighter so they're not able to move around and cause them much trouble, number one. Because this is part of what we call clearing out the brushes, as we used to call it. It's getting rid of the legal ground. And, uh, you know, his example was you're going to cut down a big tree out in the bush where you've got to get rid of all the brambles and stuff around the, the trunk of the tree so you can actually get at the tree. And this self-deliverance with, you know, the renunciation prayers on a daily business is trying to clear out this brush here. And it's also letting you bind up the demons so they're not able to cause you as much trouble. And it's making you aware of, well, there might, you know, you've talked about lust. Well, they make you aware, okay, I bind you lust demons in Jesus' name and I cast you out. Now, in all probability, there's not one there's not one legion. There's probably tons and tons of them, and they're in different layers, and they're in probably in different families. So it's just bashing away and bashing away at them. When we're doing deliverance, we like to ask the Lord for things to go down to the roots of these demons, the empires, and cut them off and pull them out. Because, well, you can use a dandelion as example. You know, you just pop the top off, you know, the leaves and stuff off the dandelion, and a couple of days later, the roots there, it's up again. It's like in deliverance, you, you got to get the roots, you, gotta, you know. Yes. It's cut off all their power and stuff like that, their supplies, and just, just get rid of them, or they, they could pop up again. Okay, if a person wanted to do deliverance on themselves, you know, they, they would probably start with binding the strong man inside of them. Yep. And then, you know, bind any other demonic spirits on the strong man. It, uh, it helps to know, yeah, you know the I, name or the function. 
Yeah, first bind the strongman and all the demons in there. Then next, I, I break off the curses, so like the witchcraft psychic prayers that are active. And then next, uh, I pray for the restoration of the soul. The Lord's angels gather up all the fragrant peace of soul and drive out the evil that's taken its place. And then work at uh, casting out demons of the various areas. And then loosen the spirits of the Lord there to counteract those evil ones. Okay, how would a person know that uh, a demonic spirit has come out? Well, sometimes they cough, they yawn, things like that. Uh, can you almost expect that the bigger ones are going to probably manifest and uh, come out probably as vomiting, something like that? Could be, yeah. The bigger ones could be. And also, if you're, you know, people are concerned about big manifestations, they can pray and ask the Lord that the manifestations be it's suitable that they can deal with it. You know, they uh, they don't get out of hand, so to speak. Uh, we've noticed that uh, because we don't have as many uh, prayer warriors as HBC does, that the Lord has always been faithful and not allowed the manifestations to go beyond what we were able to handle. We've been at Hagrish, and I'm sure you have, and you've seen some take, you know, up to ten people to hold them down. But thankfully... That hasn't happened here because we don't have ten people to hold them down. You know, so uh, that's where the Lord's angels come in handy, too, to, to assist in those aspects. You know, as I go uh, through some of the old One Worley videos, and folks, uh, you need to get a hold of these. They're awesome. Uh, what you can learn, you can get them over at uh, wrwpublications.com. Uh, the website is now back online. Um, and... Um, Thank you to, to Brother John Franklin for going through and converting the cassette tapes and the VHS to CDs and DVDs, praise God. Um, I noticed, John, that um, you'd hear Brother Worley talk about they were sending the Warfare Prayers book out all over the world, and people were getting up and uh, doing Warfare Prayers for their city, their state, their nation. And uh, I even heard a story where uh, Hegewish and some other groups were uh, praying against um, Manuel Noriega, who was going to do a witchcraft sacrifice on Panamanian TV, and within a couple of days of praying and binding and loosing, the government was toppled over there. Um, I wanted to ask, is anybody today, you know, Brother Worley died 93, are there any big groups around the country still doing intercessory prayer? Because it seems to me that the most important thing a person can do is binding and loosing. You know, one man or one woman can make a difference if if they'll use the keys of the kingdom that Jesus gave us. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, definitely. The more prayer warriors we have, our, you know, the better it will be. Uh, as other large groups, I'm not aware of any other than HBC. I'm sure there are some, but uh, not everybody uh, is doing bind and loose. Now, here in the Chicago area, a lot of people are very concerned about all the violence that's going on there. A lot of uh, fundamental churches are doing praying and fasting, but which is good. But if they got into binding and loosing, I think it would make their, you know, their praying a lot more effective because they would then really be tying up the demon's tail, so to speak, and uh, and uh, quieting them out that way. Amen. And I believe in taking territory back. Uh, you know, the Lord gave us uh, recently Numbers thirty-three fifty. It talks about. You know, you need to drive the inhabitants out of the land. You know, the, I believe it to be that in modern day, the demons out of the believers, 
And if you don't, there'll be a thorn in uh, your side, a prick in your eye, and it says, I, God, will do unto you what I intended for them. I mean, so it's a stern warning that uh, we're not to sit on a pew, folks. We're to get into the battle. We're to, we're to learn about spiritual warfare and then um, go after these demonic spirits. Uh, as Brother Worley said, uh, attack, attack, attack. Is that still true? Oh, definitely. Probably even more so now because we're 30 years down the road. Hey, man, you know, and I'll hear some of the tapes and, and some of the stuff he's talking about. It's like coming right out of the pages of the news today. Uh, it's it's timely, folks. And um, You know, speaking of intercessory prayer, uh, some of Wynn's tapes we got must have been like 1980. And apparently at that point in time, there was a lot of prophecies that God's imminent judgment was going to hit America. They were talking about earthquakes, you know, uh, sending massive tidal waves to wipe out Chicago and stuff like that. And, Wynn took it very seriously. Uh, I believe it called his church to prayer and fasting and uh, and with a lot of spiritual warfare. And uh, God pushed that back. It's been now, what, 30 years later. But, you know, uh, how long can people live on borrowed time? I think the spiritual climate is a lot worse now than it was back in 1980. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh, time for people to step forward and uh, really do things the way God wants them, and it is fight the fight in the heavenlies, as Ephesians 6 says. Yes. If, you know, if you're not going to fight the battle there, the successes are going to be a lot more limited, and the devil's going to get a lot more done than uh, he would if more people would be binding them up. Uh, John, in closing, uh, if someone is listening tonight and they say, wow, uh, I want to get started in and uh, get into uh, spiritual warfare. Um, can you recommend any books or booklets? What would be your advice? Where should they get started? In addition, of course, to reading the Bible primarily, uh, what books can you recommend? Well, we both know Wim has a whole collection of books, 10 big ones and 50 little the uh, subject ones. And uh, Starting off, there's a, I think it's a book with five curses and uh, binding and loosing. That, that's a good one. And there is a booklet called Getting Started Deliverance. And uh, then from there, uh, whichever way the Lord leads, and it would be best if they could get all of them. But, uh, you know, the thing is they start off and uh, get into it. And then as the Lord reveals, okay, you know, you've got uh, arrest development. Well, then there's a booklet on arrest development with the various articles or the alcoholic syndrome. Uh, in the uh, mass deliverance, uh, I was spending time on the compulsive addictions because a lot of people out there are addicted to drugs, both legal and illegal. They're addicted to gambling. Uh, you know, you could just go on and on and on. And uh, a lot of Christians have these problems too. And first, they have to recognize they've got a problem, get out of that denial syndrome, and then. Start hitting it and hitting it hard. Amen. And folks, we're talking about the uh, Win Worley Host of Hell series. He did ten books and fifty booklets. Uh, these booklets are tailored to, you know, manageable little sections and areas. Um, they cost three dollars. You know, sacrifice a uh, a quarter pounder with cheese at McDonald's and and buy one of these booklets like Warfare Prayers or Binding and Loosing, uh, Arrested Development. I mean, uh, what is it worth to you to get deliverance? 
three bucks. And if you know if the Lord has blessed you, buy ten of them and hand them out to everybody you know. Uh, and for those of you who are, are indigent and uh, have no money, I recently bought uh, ten of the Warfare Prayers. Write me, and I'll send you a copy. But um, the, the point I'm making here is uh, we can't get enough material on spiritual warfare because this is what you're going to need to survive in these last days. Start with the Bible first, and then uh, get some of these books by Experience Deliverance Ministries who have been on the front lines for decades. And what they did is they basically took their experiences, put them down so that you can get a, a running start. You could read these booklets, and uh, you've got a wealth of knowledge that they earned you know, in decades even. And you're already up to speed with that, and you can learn more. Um, Brother John, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. Before we go, would you give out your contact information, please, if people would like to write you? Okay. Um, John Franklin, uh, Eastern Ontario. I'll give you my phone number, 613-346-1493, or uh, email at uh, COSAT7, number 7, and uh, at gmail.com. And, uh, well, we've got our place up for sale now, so I won't give our address, because if we sell, we could be moving. But phone or email, and uh, or go through Hagwish to get hold of us there. But it'll also be good to have a, a little closing prayer, uh, Shannon. What do you think? Yes, sir. Go for it, my friend. Okay. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we again come to you through our shed blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for the opportunity of spending a few hours here. We thank you, Lord, for uh, the praying. We thank you, Lord, for the the message. And, Lord, we thank you for working in the lives of people here. Lord, we thank you that you have provided a way out for us. The devil got so many people bound up. But you said, hey, you can cut the chains and go free. We thank you for that, Lord. I'm asking, Lord, that all the godly seed that was sown tonight would be sealed up in the hearts of people. The devil cannot steal it. And ask the Lord that everybody who has listened would follow through with the full gospel of salvation, healing, and deliverance. Lord, we're praying for a good night's sleep for everybody there as well, too. And we ask for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit in each and every one of us. And Lord, I ask for special blessings for the Shannon and the uh, and his radio station here there as well, too, that it would reach to everybody around the world who needs to hear it. In Jesus' mighty name and by his blood, amen. Praise God. Uh, God bless you. John, uh, will you be willing to come back on again very soon and do some more teaching? Anytime you want, brother. Praise God. I enjoyed this program so much tonight. And uh, it's going to be available up in MP3 archive, folks. If you tuned in late, uh, it's also on the iTunes network. And um, get a hold of Brother John. We've got his contact information up on the website. If you have any questions for him, uh, support uh, Hegwish and WRWpublications.com. And uh, God bless everyone, and we'll see you again tomorrow night. Thank you, Brother John. Okay, Lord. Bless and bye now. Thank you, Brother. You've been listening to Omega Man Radio Network, and uh, I appreciate you for tuning in, and we'll see you again tomorrow. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land.
Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.